What time is it? Time to get a watch. Mercury, it's not time to die. It's time for the Game Spoilers podcast. Oh, right. That thing we already discussed. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Game Spoilers podcast. My name is Jeremy, and I'll be one of your hosts. To my right in a brand new space is Kerry Palmer. I have little sleep in my brain. Don't we all? And joining me to the right but further up the right is June Williams. Well, good afternoon. And joining us for the first time is special guest Shane Trawatha. Hello. Yay! Before we begin, should we just quickly introduce Shane? Shane, how do you know us? Uh, you were all my students a few years ago. And weren't we the best? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm still talking to you, so... <laughs> so uh... yeah, yeah, no, you guys were great. Well, oh, thank you. Well, well, I've heard otherwise. Yeah, so have I. <laughs> we're done with you now. You can. Get well, out. look, I'm We've not. That I'm not gonna. Phrase. I'm not gonna qualify or quantify the definition of the word great. Then, in, 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 intoxicated post graduation, Shane told June and I otherwise. <laughs> I think I left the party before when, that particular revelation. I think the quote was something of like, "You two were fucking hard to teach," or something. <laughs> I think that was somewhat along the lines of the of of what was revealed to us. It, yeah, something like that. In a Final <laughs> Fantasy mask. What was the Final Fantasy? Kenny Crow. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. So this is Games Spoilers podcast presented by presented by Minimap. Uh, this episode is about Catherine, a game which came out on the PlayStation Three in. 2011. And 11, thank you. Um, <laughs> uh, developed by Atlas. Um, yep. I don't know how big Atlas is. I don't know how many teams Atlas has. Um, seems like one of the single most fucking Atlas games. Can I say I, a controversial thing? Yeah, yeah <laughs> go ahead. This is the best Atlas game, sent to it. Oh! I mean, but. I, Persona what, falls what aside with, uh, from Persona, right? That's it. Uh, no, I haven't no. Had, don't, they, they do something else. Do they do, is is that part of uh, Shin Megami Tensei as well? Is that the same universe? Uh, maybe. I'm pretty sure the Persona and Shin Megami Tensei universes coexist somehow. You've said it on a podcast, and that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Demon Souls. What? That was from software. Apparently Atlas working. What the fuck? <laughs> Did they publish it? My, Where are my anime cuts? I think they published it. Maybe they published it. Because I think Bandai picked up Dark Souls. But right. Not... That would... That sounds like a trap. No, but Atlas is a developer. They're not a publisher because Atlas is owned by Sega. Because Sega publishes all of Atlas's... Oh, no, but they didn't publish this. Well, I don't know, man. Atlas is owned by Sega? They, they're at least published by Sega. Where the fuck is Catherine in Sonic and Sega All-Stars, whatever the... Like, I want... They put fucking a real... They put Danica Patrick, a real-life racing person, in that game. Well, does Why Danica didn't they... wear clothes that aren't lingerie? Yeah, but, like, Eggman's the sexiest character Sega has ever made, and they put Eggman in that game. Send tweet. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh my god. Alright, let's move on to Catherine. Um, yeah, so Catherine is a puzzle... It's almost a puzzle platformer? Yeah. It definitely is. Yeah, yeah, but like not a not a traditional well, it's platformer. Like, it's like two games got riffle shuffled together. It's, like, it's, it's <laughs> like... Cubit and... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Cubit meets like visual novel. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, the, it's 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 almost two entirely different games oh, just amen. interleaved. Amen. Yeah, um, it's great for if you can't decide what to play. Yeah, it's also one of the weirdest games I think I've ever played. Like one of those, it, it's one of those few games which I think really commits to itself in a way which is kind of admirable. Oh, totally! It's awesome. It owns everything that it's doing, yeah. and which is really important for a lot of the wacky through lines it has. Because if it didn't, then it would it would just be half-assed. Um, but yeah, it's it's this somehow they create this whole sort of unique puzzling system that you don't really. I mean, I haven't really seen anything done with this sort of gameplay since, you know? Yeah. And they, they created enough gameplay that you can, like, create endless levels and do it all, like, in the arcade mode if you want. And there's so many difficulties. Like, there's a surprising amount of depth in this system that they've made and they've, they've kind of never gone back to again. Yeah. Um, like, I've never played any other Atlas games before. Um, this is the only one. But I do wonder... Um, like I'm, I'm guessing all the Persona games and stuff are more, um, more on the like, just the the storytelling side of things. Hmm. Um, There's no puzzles in, it, in Persona, is there? I don't. It's all visual novel and and, and like well, well, the turn game based RPG. Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, it is turn based, isn't it? Yeah. Gross, that's why I don't like it. Yeah. So I like, I do wonder if it it feels almost like someone made the block puzzle game and went. Uh, how are we going to make this viable and make it a publishable game? Mm. Uh, let's animate it. Let's let, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that everyone loves that. Yeah. we'll trick them into playing our board puzzle game. It worked. It, it, yeah, <laughs> you're saying it like framing it like that makes me think like you know that that classic thing where there's like um, those really really bad mobile games where they're just like. Um, like oh, strip solitaire or something like that, where it's, it's just inane gameplay. To, like to the ones that used to have skill. the browser ads that would say like "play discreetly now." <laughs> exactly, like and it's just some. It's just, just fucking um, Candy Crush. Yeah, it's just some crap. Wait, isn't that just hot pop? Yeah, exactly. Come, yeah, <laughs> you're doing something really boring and simple for like five minutes, and then you get a nice picture at the end. And like... it's never worth it. But <laughs> 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 yeah, like this game. It feels like a really strange marriage of two wildly different concepts in a way, which I think works really well and doesn't. That doesn't happen very often. Like I don't, I can't think of another game that kind of. I mean, you know, this game is unique in that way, but like I, I can't think of another game that marries two concepts this seamlessly, almost, because the whole idea of like you know relationships and cheating and stuff in the whole game almost works well with. Pushing and pulling. I'm well, that's the thing. Like they seem, they seem disparate and like two totally separate games or whatever. But they, they actually reinforce each other yeah. like really, mm. really well. Really and well, yeah. because of the whole like, um, you know, all of the theming and metaphor and stuff in the game, um, that reinforces. Uh, sorry, that is reinforced by the 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 block puzzle and the falling in a dream and all that kind of stuff and again that kind of makes me wonder if like if they did come up with the block puzzle business first did they then reverse engineer the story from that like what could we turn this into yeah. maybe it's like falling in a dream okay what is that 
relate to and um, could you imagine how far down that rabbit hole they had to go through like how many meetings they had to go through to get from falling block puzzle to that story yeah, yeah like this, so, or, that, that's so far and then like going even further down that line of reasoning like it, it, it it's just like a hilarious um series of dots to mentally join getting from that initial block prototype to like some of those endings yeah, yeah. yeah like, exactly um and uh, when i asked before not everyone said that they'd played that uh the the rapunzel arcade game in the bar yeah but i i do wonder if like that was closer to the initial prototype because that yeah. that's a really really stripped down version of the mechanics mm. um i imagine that probably was probably one of the like very early kind of stages in development for this game mm. the genesis like mm. I, I didn't play that version of the game because when i they said there's an arcade game and i'm like oh cool there's mini games in games i like that and when i went to go do it i was like oh this is just a block puzzle again i think i'm gonna get enough of this in the game so i didn't bother <laughs> yeah, playing it is it was it... it was framed more as like a puzzle version okay. so there's no time limit and you have limited moves it was right, also okay. um it was a good way to practice because it was a lot harder than the regular in-game gameplay yeah you had to it, take your time yeah um but it was also like simpler it didn't have all of the like fancy blocks and stuff right okay yeah it's just about movement mm -hmm. just right. while i've thought of it um we were talking about you know different games that have sort of put together two disparate sections sort of i'm one that comes to mind immediately is what we played last month which is pyre because that had um the gameplay of the rights of the you know um underworld basketball and that could have been something they were just making, you know. Mm. You know, I'm sure. I'm sure Supergiant were like, "Hey, let's do an ensemble thing," because we're sick of doing like um, single player smashy stuff. Um, and they might have made the story in conjunction with that. But um, I feel like there are two very distinct halves of that game, where there's the traveling and narrative and character development, and there's the actual gameplay of the rights themselves mm. something that's really interesting to note about the the sort of like the two halves of the game the two different sides of the coin is like i said before how much they reinforce each other it's it's kind of a refreshing change from what you normally see in games which um to to invoke an eye-rolling term but they're like the um ludo narrative dissonance that you get <laughs> from most games where you know like final fantasy being the classic example of like you know you've got your phoenix downs all over the place and you're like yep up you come up you come and then oh, someone yes. dies <laughs> yeah. and you're like what well, no you're boned now um or like you know one of a thousand action games where you're like you know you're you're the good, you're, guy. You're the good guy you're the hero but then during gameplay you're just mowing down every living creature on earth <laughs> <laughs> and that's the good guy behavior. Yeah, yeah. I, I started Tomb Raider again the other day, and like just, just the there opening, is so much killing. Like, oh, like oh my god, I killed someone, and then it's like, hey, I found a gun, headshot, headshot, and it's just like completely gone. Um, game's good though. Uh, also, by the way, if you didn't know what Kieran was talking about when you, when he was talking about Pi, you should go listen to our previous episode of Games for this podcast last year when we deep dive into Super Giant's game Pyre episode four. Yes. 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 Okay. Um, Should we jump into the narrative? Yeah, like the... Yes, we should. Um, so, before we jump into Vincent and stuff, um, yeah. the, the game's introed as a kind of serial 
uh, it reminded like I, I mentioned uh, off air that uh, it reminded me of Twilight Zone, um, which is every episode is introduced by the creator of the show, and then he kind of gives a brief uh, kind of backdrop of what you're going to expect in that episode, and then uh, he ends the episode talking about what happened and kind of gives you like a little bit more context towards what happens in the episode and this mm. felt very much like that um, so with the golden playhouse there's the woman host with the big afro i don't remember her name I don't know if with the with the bayonetta legs yeah yeah okay so you she sat down on that chair and her legs were like woo like a, like a windmill it was like what why um, well, I mean, everything about her character is absurdly exaggerated. Like, yeah. uh, she's got hair bigger than most buildings. Yeah, I get um, I get major Pokemon Coliseum vibes from oh. her hair. <laughs> um, so you, you, Shane, and Jeremy were talking about how you enjoyed that, um, that sort of framing device, mm. and I was saying that I just found it really out of place, and I didn't really enjoy it at all. What, right. what did you? What did you? F- what did you get out of that scene? Those scenes. Um, to me, it sort of it reinforced the fictional nature of what you were about to or about to, and then having just previously like consumed. So, mm. um, I don't know. It was sort of like because like the whole story is um, riffing on dreams and um, dreamlike qualities, both in the actual dream sections and also in the real world. And that just sort of took it one level deeper as well. So it was like, hey, here's... uh, I guess it was sort of framing it as almost like a folktale. Because that was reinforced throughout the entire game as well. With the the, rumours. The the, the rumours which were kind of like... I mean, they were almost using the word rumour as stand-in for like folktale or legend or Mm. whatever. And that was also reinforced by the uh, Rapunzel Arcade game as well, because that that mirrored other things in the game besides just the mechanics of the block puzzle that had uh, representations of all of the major elements in the game. Um, you know, the, the witch that was mentioned and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And <clears throat> so the, the sort of like one step deeper framing device of this is all, you know, to be taken as allegory or, or as, like, folktale or as cautionary tale. Mm. It, I don't know, I quite liked that. The one thing I didn't like about it was, like, at the end, when they're like, now, you may have noticed there was some metaphors going on in this game. Like, just in case, just in case you're yeah. the thickest person on the planet, there was some subtle things going on in this game that you may not have picked up on. And I'm like... Did you know this game has themes? Yeah. I'm like, come on, you didn't need to... Yeah. That was a bit much. There was a moment like that at the very, very end when you beat um, Mutton, the uh, Andros head from Star Fox. And he's... <laughs> and just and keep saying that until someone goes, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> well, I've said it on the internet now, so you know, it'll, hopefully someone will be... You, know, you could tweet us at GameSpoilersPodcast. Uh, GameSpoilersPod. At, at GameSpoilersPod and... Uh, and uh, Tell me how right I am. Let us know if you ever played StarCraft. And when Vincent's being all Starcraft. like... Sorry, Star Fox. <laughs> Fuck. What? I haven't, I haven't slept since I beat this game. Keep going. So, um... StarCraft. Vincent's getting all righteous. He's like, humans, we aren't all clear-cut and 
when it's not it's not this and it's not that and we're not predetermined blah 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 um, and he says something like you can't just herd us around and Mudden goes like the, the subtitle was like dot 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 exclamation mark question mark and it was like oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like yes thank you for pointing out that because he said herd it's significant because we've been talking about sheep metaphors this entire game I didn't quite get that already thank you <laughs> Just going off that, the subtitles in this game are so good because when someone goes, <gasps> it actually says gasp, gasp, <laughs> yeah. like at, at the same time in one um, sentence, which I thought was really good. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just going back on the framing device, one thing I like, like I think, uh, yeah, basing that off the idea of this game is going to kind of be out there and a bit wild, I think worked mm. well. And it reminded me of the first time I played Persona. Um, which I didn't know anything about Persona. I knew literally nothing about the gameplay. All I know is that there was some sort of relationship building game when you were in high school. And I went, that sounds like it's going to be for me. Had no idea there's like combat and like dream combat. So when I started playing it, I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Why are they in a television? Um, and because I thought it was going to be more of like a murder detective sort of game. Because yeah. that's what Persona 4 is kind of um, originally based off. So when I started going through TV, it was, it was really... Um, quite concerning um i feel like if that had that kind of frame of like uh, you know like welcome to the twilight zone kind of thing it would be i I would have maybe like accepted it more um which makes me wonder why atlas haven't made more games with the what's it called golden golden playhouse yeah like that feels like such a good like uh I don't know, series concept for like a serialized sort of, you know, little series they, series they could have. Like a. Hmm. Oh, um, I see what you're saying. So not necessarily for Persona, but for. No, like, games. yeah, like for, for their other, like, smaller scale kind of high concept games. I, like, I think they actually should have continued with that Golden Playhouse. Yeah, well, it could even be like their own internal Twilight Zone. Yeah. Where, like, you know. Like um, they're they not connected, do, but yes, it's just they can throw anything they want through it. Yeah, like I, I'm actually, I'm surprised they didn't keep going with that. Maybe, I don't know, I don't know how well Catherine did, but I assume it did pretty well. I mean, it's kind of why they remastered like seven years later. Yeah. So. Um, um, you know yeah, like on that one. No. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it. It is in the game for a total of about five minutes. Yeah, yeah. So. Like, I, I, I think it was like didn't really understand the point of it, so I never really thought about it. Right. Yeah. Uh, right, okay. Um, so, I suppose we'll jump into the plot, which is Vincent is in a relationship with Catherine with a... Catherine. Ka- Catherine with a K. Catherine. Catherine, Catherine. and Seathrone. Okay. Catherine. Catherine and Seathrone. Um, C3PO. Uh, Much better story. <laughs> <laughs> that's one of the endings. <laughs> uh, that's actually the new character in Catherine Full Body. Um... <laughs> Yeah, so uh, Vincent is in a relationship with Catherine. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Um, And uh, Vincent is in a place where he does not want his life to move because he is satisfied in a kind of selfish way. And Catherine wants to further their relationship. And her mother keeps talking about 
meeting him or at least what's happening with your relationship I don't quite remember I find it strange it's, that they've been dating for five years and he's never met the parents yeah like that yeah. that's a really yeah. I mean like unless I mean unless that's sort of a Japanese tradition that we don't have in western culture like but I mean like for, for, mm. like I, I just looked at it as it's probably a distance thing but yeah. like I thought it was really odd too yeah no I think I think just the way it is is it's like it's meant to be this is a long established relationship but it hasn't gone past the sort of embryonic stage of just like dating, mm. yeah, because yeah. they still and live alone, and they still just meet up for lunch and then go home and stuff like that. And that's clearly on Vincent because, like, um, Kay Catherine is, you know, from from the very first time you meet her, she's um, she's pushing to make things go further and stuff like yeah. that, and yeah. you know, bringing up the parents and all that kind of stuff. And she's like, "Come on, we got we got to get moving with this stuff." And so, like. It feels more like, not just that they're comfortable where they are, or Vincent is comfortable where they are, but it's more like he he's, his indecision uh, about his life has just sort of led to a holding pattern totally. that yeah. is untenable. Uh, what, what next? Well, I mean, they... So, I suppose, next is just Vincent in the bar with his friends or mm. that, that, yeah. is that next yeah he goes out drinking every night yeah he goes out drinking every night to the same bar with his friends which i think some of them is new in high school or something and you're old before uh, yeah and the waitress also yeah um and everyone's pretty friendly and knows each other by their first names um and he starts complaining about how he doesn't want the relationship to move on and he seems very sheltered, maybe. I don't know. That's not the right word. Yeah, no, he's just kind of kind of closing himself off to it all. He's just like, man, I don't want to think about it. Man. Yeah. Yes, he's lazy. He's a he's a big man child. Yeah. He's like, he doesn't want to grow up. There's, there's um, one of the quotes that I've written down from later in the game. There's a bit where Erica, she's the waitress that they're yeah. friends with, um, she says, "You guys are still just kids. Only your bodies grew up." Yeah, which yeah. you know, like it, I mean, that had been kind of implied throughout that they're all just still children. But mm. like everything in this game, at some point they had to make it really explicit and hit you in the face <laughs> with it. I feel like how that, that's how this game treats like all men, though. Yeah, it's like they're oh, just yeah. children. Yeah, totally. Which is also stated multiple times. But... Yeah, there's um. Yeah, no, we'll come back to that. We'll continue the plot. And they're, they're very, like, I don't want to be tied down, you know. It, it, it's very, like... You or know, like, oh, you're about to get married? Yeah, oh, like, say, say goodbye to having fun. Enjoy your freedom. <laughs> yeah. This is your last drink. Is a blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Very traditional. Very, like, yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, so, incoming sea Catherine. Yes. So, all the friends leave... Vincent is drinking alone, and then C. Catherine walks in and yeah. just asks to sit down and drink with him, and he's just like, sure. Uh, and then she, what is it? She's like getting cozy with him, and then falls on him, and then they kiss in the bar. Yeah, she like leans a on a bit. coaster, accidentally yeah. leans on a coaster with her elbow, and then like falls in his lap. Yeah. Um, to must say, um, the, she's my wife. Oh. I love her very dearly. You love her dearly. Mm. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Mm. But what? Get, get me a girl like that. <laughs> get me a succubus GM. <laughs> I mean, 
Give me a demoness. <laughs> I mean, I, I can understand the, the appeal there, but... I, no, no. Why? Yeah, I don't know. Girl's sexy. Yeah, I suppose so. That's it. Good clothes. There you go. Good, good hair. What clothes? <laughs> <laughs> Just the red sash, that's it? Um... Yeah, uh... I don't quite remember exactly. So, so there's, and, there's only, like, a moment of her... Um, introducing herself to him in the bar, she like sits down, falls on him, and like grabs his hand and sticks it on her ass, and that yeah. all happens in like a minute. Yeah, and then it cuts to them waking up in bed together. Yeah, and she's like, uh... "I've written down too many quotes here, I can't find it." But um, when they wake up together, he's like, "Oh, what are you doing here?" And she, she's like, oh, it, it, "Something like." oh, I'd really like you or something like that. And yeah. I remember thinking at the time, like, she was making out like they'd been dating for months or something. And yeah. she, and so, like, it obviously made sense for her to go home with him. And I'm like, you've known him for, like, five minutes. Yeah. yeah. She, she's, like, immediately, like, infatuated. Yeah. With, like, just even the idea of him, like, you know, like, and throughout the game. I don't just sleep around. I do, I'm doing this because I like you. Yeah. We're going to be good together. And, like, that comes across through all the text messages that you yeah. get from... Well, that, that Vincent gets from C. Catherine. Um, yeah, and then that's when the... So, you have the first initial affair, and then... I believe you go back to the bar and drink drink with your friends, and you tell... Well, I mean, that's the thing. Like, most, most days sort of have a similar structure. Yeah. It's like, it's... Um, you wake up in the morning probably more than half the time with C. Catherine in the bed and Vincent doesn't remember how it happened. Um, sometimes you'll meet up with K. Catherine at lunch and it's really awkward and and usually in each of those scenarios there's like, hey, what's this hair in the bed? Or who's calling you? And it, there's like this almost getting caught out moment, almost getting caught in the lie sort of mm. thing. Um, and then... The other half And then there's the just dreams. the... Yeah, no, and then there's always a debrief in the bar with the people who actually know what's going oh, on. Oh, yeah, yeah. So with Vincent's friends, he's like, oh, I'm such a horrible person. What am I going to do? She's so cute. And I don't know. I want to marry her. And oh, blah, 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 blah. And Eric is like, you're a terrible person. And Erica, the voice of reason, is like, no, you're actually being really shitty right now. Yeah. And like the other friends are like, well, which one do you like more? And yeah. it's just like, fuck. Well, like, show me the picture. It's oh, like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's really. Oh, um, and it's basically like that until the the final night. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Um, there's there's also like a few days have um, an extra section where you um, interacting with K Catherine in and like um, K Catherine ne never appears in the um, uh, the stray sheep bar. That's the name yeah. of the bar that they hang out in. Not before the ending. Um, there's this. There, you get it. Oh yeah, yeah. There's a, a cafe that is reserved entirely for interactions between Vincent and Kay Catherine. What was it called? Like it the was Chrono. called the Chrono Rabbit. So, um, which I don't know if we want to talk about that now or when we uh, talk about like imagery and stuff later on. Yeah. But I thought that was kind of hilarious because like. Their whole dynamic from the very setup is about um, the clock ticking on their yeah. reproduction and perpetuation of the species. So I, like I, that. I pissed myself laughing at the name Chrono Rabbit. <laughs> I saw that. I was like, 
That is not what you would name some high tea place. <laughs> <laughs> who puts the word? Who puts like the the prefix chrono in our in this pink flowery tea and coffee place? Like that doesn't yeah. make any sense. It's like, come on, get get rabbiting, <laughs> get rabbiting. Um, so that's sort of like the the character side, and then the other half of it is the overall sort of citywide story, which is that men are dying in their sleep all over the town. There's an epidemic of, like, weakening. Man what? what did they call it? They were... Curse. No, but the, the, they were saying that they were weak. They were they were oh, weakening yeah. in their sleep or something. They yeah, were, oh, just I didn't write that down, but it was like they... Yeah, the few times that it was mentioned... Um, oh, actually, there's another sort of cutaway where occasionally Vincent would be having conversations with Orlando at lunchtime. Oh, and that's one of his mates else oh, yeah, at, at, a, at a sushi train place. Oh, yeah, that um, too, yeah. And, uh, yeah, yeah, um, oh, they, yeah, they, it was described as, like, they just sort of got weak and yeah, died. Yeah, like, they wasted they, away and yeah. they couldn't figure out why. Yeah. Um, and also people are talking about bad dreams and there's rumours going around about the dream where you die if you fall. And um, don't wake up before you hit the ground. And don't, yeah, that's right. Which, um, I can imagine that being, like, a real-life legend. Hmm. I, I, I never really looked it up, but I'm sure everyone's had, like at least one dream where you're like falling or whatever and you Whoa. always wake up before you hit the ground yeah so you could see how that that would naturally evolve to you know uh, over time for people to have that conversation about oh it's funny how you never hit the ground i wonder what would happen if you did hit the ground yeah, yeah that's again that talk about how you get from that that initial concept of the block puzzle yeah. to, to the to the um story yeah um, it it does seem like a natural progression to take. Like I do wonder if they had other false starts where they tried to turn it into different stories. But like, I guess we'll talk about this more in mechanics. But like, when you're playing that block section, it really does recreate that feeling of like struggling in a dream and going, no, 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 things aren't. Yeah. Like I'm yeah. trying yeah. and nothing's happening. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Uh, so especially if you talk about the gameplay part of the uh, game. <laughs> what, 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 what are those about, things called again? Let's talk about the game part of the game. Yeah, the, the, the game, the yeah, the puzzle part, the dream. Yeah, sentences. yeah, the dreams. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah, so the gameplay is very much, um, like it's it's like three D grid based where you are climbing up blocks and you can't and you can only climb up one block at a time and you can push and pull blocks. And you can hang off of edges of blocks. Yeah. And shimmy around. Uh, uh, and there's lots of different blocks. I think pretty much we're all in agreement that the gameplay is a really good puzzle. Like, it's a really pretty yeah. well-designed puzzle. It's, yeah. it's what got me originally interested in playing the game. So, I've uh, playing it in preparation for this podcast was the second time I've played it through. I originally played it back in 2012 soon after it came out and the like i don't usually play um like really story heavy um stuff like graphic novels or mm. I've, like i said before i've never played any other persona games or anything like that um but seeing the puzzle side of it mm. is what drew me to it and i'm like okay um i could probably put up with whatever else is in this game um to see what the puzzle stuff is like but then actually playing through it, the whole thing as a package is what was actually compelling. Yeah. Like, I don't think I could sit through 13 hours of that if it was just 
the puzzle game like one of the or vice versa probably yeah exactly yeah. like um with a few exceptions especially towards the end i i really really enjoyed the pacing of the game like yeah. the the block puzzle stuff is pretty suspenseful um once it sort of hits its stride mm. um and it's it is really good to sort of like have that kind of like relaxed chilled out um sections where you can do whatever you want um in whatever order you want and sort of take it at your own pace and then jump into the 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 hardcore gameplay bit and it sort of you know go back and forth like that um I say I enjoy the pacing for the most part. The, mm. There were some some bits at the end where, like, I really thought this game was ending about five times. Yeah. <laughs> and um, even though I'd played it before and I, I saw on my previous save game that it, like, went up to, like, nine levels, um, after level seven, I'm like, that feels like it's over. And then after level eight, I'm like, that feels like it's over. And between eight and nine, there was, like... I'm pretty sure pretty close to an hour of like non-gameplay stuff. Yeah, because yeah. that's that's when the Catherines find out about each other and mm. and it all breaks down and then you talk to the boss. Yeah, no, that's where that's because that's when all of the exposition happens. Like like literally all of it, except mm. that the sheep with the tie is named Steve. Like that that happens just before that part. Yeah, like that's the only other bit of exposition I can think of, like serious story exposition. Um. Yeah, no, totally. I found... I thought... It seemed weird to me that the, the sections were so laid out. It was like, you know, there's eight sections, you know, they say that to you. It's like, they say if you can go through eight nights, then you go... Blah, 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 blah. And then the, the first five nights you can get through in about 30 minutes without trying. And then as soon as you hit, like, stage six, as soon as you hit the clock tower, it's like every level will take you 45 minutes to an hour. <laughs> If you're playing on normal and you're and you're and you're going through it the same way you're going before, it's like mm. what that was. It was a massive ramp in in puzzle length, in puzzle difficulty, in the number of puzzles in each night, and it was just it did not feel earned for me. I thought it, I found it super frustrating. Yeah, fair um, enough. I mean, enough so that I put it on easy at that point. I was like, um, this isn't fun enough for me to wade through. This playthrough, I put it on easy at the very beginning because I I knew that I had to have yeah. it finished for the podcast. Yeah. But um, I would be curious to play it on hard one time and see how much harder it is. I don't know if I would play it all the way to completion, though, because it gets pretty hard at the end. I mean, normal it, was, like, oh, normal was rough. <laughs> it's something that kind of... This is one of my all-time pet peeves about video games, that, like, they... There's just this universal expectation that it has to be ultra hard at the end. It's just, like, mm. what a video game does, and that's what that's what the the final boss is all about also i like how the character in this game was called boss final boss it reminded um, me of um of metal gear yeah um but like biggest boss <laughs> um, <laughs> absolutely every game it seems like suffers from that like it's very very rare for a game to just sort of like get to the end and go ta-da the end yeah. i mean like you don't see that in it like it's not like you you read a book or something and then the final <laughs> chapter is in like latin or something it's, it's just like, like good luck purely stream of consciousness with no punctuation yeah exactly <laughs> I, I i can think of an example actually like halo one and three sort of end in those like warthog gauntlets that aren't necessarily difficult but mm. are exhilarating nonetheless mm. yeah i think that that's a, that's a good example of 
a climactic finish that isn't necessarily because you just beat a like ungracefully difficult challenge. Mm. Yeah, like uh, that was my main criticism. If you remember back when we did Pyre, uh, no, sorry, not Pyre, Hellblade. Um, yeah, I always get those two guys mixed up. Um, <laughs> no, like it was the, like the very ending of Hellblade when it's just like here's a lot of guys and here's even more and then here's one arena with like 40 guys just go do it and I was like no um yeah like that like the, the very ending kind of outstated its welcome a little bit but in a way by that point I was kind of pretty confident like I'm, I'm just glad it didn't end on the escort mission um <laughs> that's a good point but the ending of that level felt like an ending like yeah no yeah like, um, like, like oh, yeah, when, when you're with Catherine going through the escort thing I was yeah. like oh so this this feels like the last level yeah but I googled beforehand like how many stages are there right, I'm like, right. this this isn't it this is really are they just gonna have Catherine from there on out because um, I'm not gonna enjoy that it got but, to 2.30 and I started that Imperio section or whatever it was that level 9 I was like there's more <laughs> I actually thought that that level uh there, there was parts of it that wasn't as hard as I was expecting, Damn. and I do wonder if that's part of, partly because of how random it was, um, like they had to account for not making it accidentally impossible or yeah. something like that. Yeah, that's the thing with this um, mechanic, this whole puzzle block system that they've made. There is so much player choice mm. available. There are so many ways that the player can do their level that can can interact with these levels like it would have taken so long to test these levels and make sure well, that you couldn't that there would that there was more than one option but also that it wasn't incredibly easy because okay. it's such an active play space I feel they've like. uh they've clearly got an automated algorithm that checks ah. if a level is completable yeah, like, or not they, because they, they would have a path in it, for sure yeah and well i mean it's actually like um kind of um fairly clearly um, indicated in gameplay as well. It's more obvious in the Rapunzel game um, because if you put the blocks in a, an impossible combination, uh, the prince actually says, oh, I can't complete the level now or something. <laughs> or he says, oh shit, or something like that. I can't remember. And if you, if you get it close to impossible, like there's only one way to get through, then there's a different bark, like oh, this is getting hard, or something like that. Yeah. And I noticed after noticing that in the Rapunzel game that Vincent actually had his own parallels to that in the actual game as well. Mm. Um, and I didn't write it down word for word. But Is that when he when, says slow down? Uh, no, that's when you. That's yeah, when, the, that's when the, the, the yeah. disappearing floor gets close to you. Yeah. yeah. No, it's um, he, he has two particular barks. One, one is something along the lines of, oh, this is getting tough. And that's when you've put it into an almost impossible situation. <laughs> and then when you have put it into an impossible situation, he, he says something like, oh, I, I really don't want to die like this or something like that. Um, if I knew... And, I heard that so many times. If I knew that was the I fucked up sound. Yeah. Oh my God, that would have saved me so much time. <laughs> I wonder if they, when, when you get into that situation, if they increase the speed of the floor rising up just to get you to die faster. Maybe. Th that definitely varies based on some oh, yeah. situations mm. um, there was one in particular that I noticed towards the end of the game 
Also, I don't know if I'm talking about the right stuff in the right section here. Should I it's save okay. this for later? Or? It's up no, podcast. it's fine. Okay. <laughs> um, so when when you're fighting Vincent's shadow towards the end of the game, oh, yeah. there was this bit shadow the Vincent. where <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> I'm cutting that shit out. <laughs> Um, there was this bit where I noticed there was like, um, there was like immovable blocks sort of arranged in roughly a staircase to sort of hold the whole thing together. Yeah. Um, and it seemed like they were trying to stop you going that way because it had like black hole blocks in, in, mm. in the way, but you could slide other blocks over the black hole block so you could like build a bridge over it mm. and then just avoid all of the hard puzzle stuff and run up the staircase <laughs> and if you went that way you got to the top of the staircase and then um are you just he, off yeah he says something like uh cheetah or something like that and, <laughs> and, it, and it wipes the whole level away oh and I'm fuck like, oh shit <laughs> yeah wow. <laughs> wow that's pretty funny that's really intense. Why did they? That's not cheating, though. That's that's almost more like an exploit, and they clearly yeah. like planned for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Uh, maybe I just didn't like execute on it properly because it seemed like it was constructed in a way for you to use it. Because when when you got there, you, there was like a drop down with a spring. Yeah, um, yeah. So, like, I mean, it was clearly arranged deliberately, but. I tried it like three or four times, and after like hitting the spring, it was when they wiped away the whole level. So I'm like, did I get the timing wrong, or was it, I don't know. Yeah, cheating in real life, cheating in the game. Drew, <laughs> um, how did you find the puzzles? I mean, and you've played it a bunch of times before. Yeah, right? this is my fourth playthrough, I think. Um, and I, I really don't like puzzle games, <laughs> um, and I actively avoid them. But this this game, like, has my whole heart, and and like. I think I almost prefer the puzzles over the, the storyline almost, which, yeah, is, right. which is a big thing for me. Um, I, I don't think something just clicks for me and mm. it, it's easy. I don't know. Something about it. It's, uh, they've made it so it's incredibly satisfying. Yeah. Um, it's like when, when you actually do it, you just want to keep doing more and more and more. Yeah, like I think... It does become quite intuitive, I think, yeah. Th there was part of the game probably close to halfway through where... The beginning, the beginning of the game, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna do the puzzle bits so I can get to the story. Yeah. And then towards the end, it kind of like swapped, and I was like, I'm doing the story now to get back to the puzzle game mm. because I'm really enjoying that, like, just that section of it. Like, I'm just like, it, it does a really good way of getting you good at it. Because mm. um, yeah. I remember yeah. when I first started playing it, I'm like, I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing. I'm just kind of guessing to get to the top of this thing, mm. and yeah. then like by the end, I'm like, all right, I got to use that, whatever that like you learn a technique called the in. Something. Yeah, that I wish I'd written that one down because I remember when I, that I, one I went back to it. Oh, I, go I googled it later because yeah, I'm like, it's super. When that one got introduced, it, it's basically like, here's how you get up a sheer wall that's three wide. Yeah. and I'm like, okay, oh, that's, that's something I'm going to need yeah. to know. And whenever yeah. it came up, I'm like racking my brain, going, "Well, was it like this?" And then I, I would inevitably stuff it up and then just wing it, and it'd be a mess. Yeah, and I'm like, God, I wish I'd memorized that. But one the thing probably. is, like, you know, you can mess it up and you can still find a way to get to the top anyway. Yeah, like... yeah. <laughs> can I ask how many times did you guys, um, like, sort of get yourself into a bad situation, and the only way to fix it was to like 
collapse the tower in front of you. Yeah. Yeah. Give me more steps, help me. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's one of the things that's so good about it. Like, you do have that last resort where you're like, Fuck no, everything. I'm just going to bring the exit to me and yeah. just knock the whole thing over. There's so many times where that only just barely worked. I'm like, oh, yes, up, 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 yes. <laughs> Um, but yeah, like I think for like all my the times that I've played, I don't think I've ever done the same level the same way twice. Mm. Like yeah. I don't know, and and like when we're talking about the clock tower, it's like um, even this playthrough on easy fucking stopped me. Like yeah. it's still it's so hard, especially um, there's one I think it's the one before the final one where you've only got like the ten ten story one. The one oh, that like that. puzzle level. And it's yeah, like, yeah. It's only got like three sections I think with three checkpoints, and the the, the second and last one is just fucking awful. I spent like. 45 minutes on them yeah, this totally. playthrough it's like I've done this so many times why don't why didn't I remember that yeah. I don't know. it does make me wonder who they thought their target market for this game was because mm. like you're right the 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 puzzle game elements are they're hard they're like um I can't imagine how hard it would be on hard well, I, I guess I can I'd love to but, try it oh my god but it's it, it is interesting that like while uh, you know to to sort of hear our two like converse sides of the coin um in how we got sucked into this game like i i really uh, for the most part don't care about like you know like melodrama in games it's not what interests me at all and and then i found myself actually getting interested in that because mm. of the thing that drew me to the game and it's really interesting to hear that you would avoid a puzzle game but found yourself being sucked into that because you were drawn to the game from the other half of it. So maybe they had no target audience, <laughs> but their target audience accidentally ended up being everyone. Well, I mean, I think whenever you look at the cover of that game, you can tell who their target audience is. Well, yeah. yeah. It's uh, just a shot of cleavage. Like, <laughs> Yeah, sure. Their target audience is what people think gamers are yeah like yeah it, what's gonna what's gonna sell to these like you know video game playing nerds a pair of boobs i guess yep and and you know why weren't why weren't girls like me for who i am like and yep. all, all of that like super yeah. like entitled yeah, yeah. like like the, the the entitlement that the men have in this game is so rampant like it's yeah. just yeah. fucking but it's, everywhere it's shut down every single time though because it's like you know it's constantly said that like men are stupid men mm. deserve to be dying men like all this kind of stuff because they're <sighs> so well they're so entitled and so on the one hand yes but then on the other hand vincent who is like the most caricatured extreme version of that like self-entitled like man baby caricature He's also rewarded for that. Yeah, um, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. And uh, like a lot of a lot of the um, uh, lady characters, uh, it's like when you get to the ending and you're tr- and if you get to the the K Catherine like good ending, Vincent's whole thing that's supposed to get her back is, I need you in my life. Yeah. I'm not complete without you. It's a yeah. it's a transaction of. Um, push and pull yeah ex- exactly and it's like like the blocks I am a man and I'm not complete without you woman yeah you exactly know? like forget about her and her agency and like what she wants out of life or whatever I want uh, you 
Well, in fact... Now that I've had a crisis, you must be with me, even although you were telling me that ten days ago. Yeah, exactly. Like, we can fix my life by me apologising and you being with me. There we go. Problem solved. I I wonder, like, how much of um, that was just, like... Because uh, it's made in Japan, right? Yeah. The, the yeah, culture's yeah, yeah. so different there. Yeah. I, just, I wonder how much was, you know, in... I don't know, like... Maybe, but there was... in my mind as well, yeah. yeah. There which, was... which is, like, that. that's one of the big issues of the game. It is very uh, traditional and... Mm. and like not doesn't really live up to 2018 yeah no i agree because there were so many times where i would answer one of those um confessional questions and it was like um there was one about if you if you found out that the person you're in love with was a robot would you stay with them and i said because i have no qualms about ai or whatever if they're you know having if they're having thoughts and feelings and i'm like well sure that's fine and then then it brought me over the red side i'm like what why is that what? Yeah. yeah. And even knowing that it's like freedom and order now that that's what mm. the scale is, it mm. still doesn't make any bloody sense. Like, um, I, there's a lot of things that I want to say about the meter and stuff, but I'll come back yeah, to that. Yeah, we can get just, back to that. That's that's a hearty subject. It is just just going back to the like um, uh, the thing that we were talking about a moment ago. There there was a lot of times where um, there were things. Um, I didn't write them all down. The one that I did write down was um, there was a quote when you're in the confession booth where um, the guy, what was his name? Azeroth? Uh, uh, Astora? Astorna? Uh, uh, Aslan. Uh, Aslan, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, <laughs> the, the guy that you're talking to in the confession booth at one point says, um, whose future are you about to steal away? And I wrote that one down because that um, that kind of uh, theme, I guess, was echoed several times throughout the game, where it was kind of suggesting that your decision making in a relationship isn't just about you. It's like mm. uh, it's going to impact another mm. person, which you know Vincent as a character clearly didn't understand. He mm. was only thinking about him, but the game as a whole did understand that, and it was it was clearly trying to make the player aware of the fact that like you know it doesn't matter what decision you make you are making those decisions about somebody else's future as well yeah like I I feel like some of that stuff especially like in the past 18 months hold up even less because like I wrote this one down specifically because it made me piss myself as are all men stupid? Was not, one of the questions. Not all men. Not, not all, all men. Not all men. Oh. I read that and I, I laughed out loud. <laughs> I was just like, oh. it just, it was just so like beautifully like laid out in a way which was just like, of course, like the game says not all men is the right answer. Or yeah, because that was the one that, that I know, like, like that, brought it towards the more traditional yeah, like, like it values. Was, it was, oh. I, like that and like uh. another one of the like the major moments was when Vincent is asking Kay Catherine for forgiveness while C Catherine is literally hugging him at the same time. Oh yeah, yeah no. and I know. And I'm like like please will you forgive like, and Vincent's saying you know please will you forgive me and I'm looking at Vincent there while C Catherine is still right there. Also, would it just let her talk as well? Like it was just yeah. just let C Catherine ruin everything. Yeah. Um yeah, oh. the, the, like a lot of that stuff is very 
you know, I mean, the, the game was dated immediately the second you saw Picks Now Pulls, um, <laughs> which I, I picked in a fucking heartbeat by her. <laughs> um, yeah, okay, I think we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Okay, um, welcome back. Uh, so we just finished. What, what the fuck did we talk about just before the break? Um, well, I, <laughs> I, being the newbie to the podcast and sort of just experiencing the way you guys do this from <laughs> this side of the technology for the first time. Thank you, by I, the way. <laughs> you're welcome. I, I feel like I've, I've kind of maybe derailed it a bit, although you guys seems derailed to start off with this is as real um, as it ever is yeah so i i may have been talking about things in the wrong order or whatever i don't know if we no, want to like okay. revisit Not any of that podcast. stuff or oh okay cool it's a so, it's 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 a conversational podcast it, <laughs> yes um speaking of conversation just going back to something you were saying during the break for a second there mm. how you're worried about stuff getting stuck in your head yeah. um one of the reasons my playthrough this time took so much longer than the first time I played it was because I tried to make a point of doing absolutely everything so yeah. that I, I could talk about everything that I could. And that included speaking to every single sheep on every single landing. Yeah, yeah. I did that as well. Did you not do and, that your first playthrough? Uh, I might have, I don't remember. They but die if I, you don't talk to them. They, they die I anyway. talk to them anyway. They die if you don't talk to them as well. But the, I spoke to all of them and then they all they die. Still die yeah. Yeah. But, the yeah. thing is, the entire time that you're on any of those platforms, the background audio is constantly bleating sheep and, oh, and constantly stinging bells. bells. <laughs> <laughs> so, like... like, And it's really poorly balanced as well. Yeah. Like, it's much louder than the dialogue. Oh, dude. Uh, what... <laughs> Of all the notes that I made, one of the things that I wrote in all caps was yeah. that the the audio levels are just shit house in this yes. game. Yes, like when it goes from like one uh, one cutscene to another. When it goes um, from like the, the actual it, uh, anime animated yeah. ones, it's like super like much louder than like the the normal yeah. radio yeah. animated ones. So like I was playing this at like all hours of the night while my roommate was on the other side of the wall yeah. trying to sleep for work the next day, and it would just be you know a decent volume, and then it would cut to the next one and be three times as loud. Oh right. like, shit! And then every time there was a boss level they were always like <laughs> and then when you when they get like killed by the light at the end the it's them screaming as loud as possible Vincent going like back off you motherfucker you hellspawn like I'm not gonna blah 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 and it's just this blinding light sound and they're like ah, I'm dying and then at the end it's like Oh, why does he wait so fucking long to open the door when the monster is getting closer and closer? Because always oh, it like, yeah, I made it to the top, and then the monster gets really close, and he's like, no, not like this, as if he hasn't opened the door and killed every single but other monster. Because he's facing his demons. You can kill him by opening the door. And he does. It takes so long. Yeah, you need to hear about it first. <sighs> Vincent, Vincent is a piece of shit. He's such a doofus. He's it- just such a klutz. As you've said that, I'm just I'm just gonna pick up this 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 thread as as you've said that now. Vincent is a piece of shit. Vincent's a piece of shit. Yeah. So why is it that every sheep in the in the dreams love him so much by the time you get to the clock tower? Because he's the like, only one that's positive. Yeah, that's true. But where does why doesn't he have any of those like positive vibes as soon as he's awake? Where do those positive vibes come from? 
like I, I think like one of the things that the meetings with the sheep really reminded me of it almost felt like an AA meeting like like, <laughs> like, like she is anonymous yeah no like it honestly felt like that where like all of a sudden everyone would open up because there was a level of anonymity yeah, yeah. Um, although everyone like you could tell who everyone was yeah but like uh, you know you didn't like uh, like until towards the end it, there was not a you know like you in, in game yeah yeah like like in game no one knew who each other was and everyone could everyone sees each other as sheep and it felt like a really odd sort of like you know like like it felt like a men's health group like a you know like a stronger together kind of thing um man child's support group yeah like and that was actually kind of that was actually really interesting to me because it felt like you the only time you see whatever good vincent is which is vincent helping people mm. is when everyone else is like like not not a person but just like like being honest well like he knows that they don't know who he is mm, yeah. um and it was really odd that like, I don't know, like, it, it, was, it was just a really strange kind of character change of when he doesn't know who anyone is, he's, like, genuinely trying to help people. Mm. And then when he's back to himself, it's almost like he has to fit in his own mould of just being a dickhead. Yeah. Well, I think that reinforces the idea of, of him, like, not knowing how to live and exist in yeah. his own skin in the real world. Um, because, like the the time that he is the most functional is in non-reality mm. also just going back to what you were saying before Kerry about like how everyone like idolized him and like mm. followed him and stuff did anyone else notice that the picture at the back of the confessional um changed as the game went on no and yeah. it it was um uh it was what you would assume was like Jesus on the cross um, but like you would assume that because of the way it was framed and everything and it was a cross but you couldn't like see the face or anything yeah. and as the game went on it developed horns and it started to look more like Vincent and then yeah. um, more and more sheep appeared in the frame so there was uh, to start off with like one sheep sort of like heading over to him looking up to him and then by the end of the game there was just like dozens of sheep all like ah like you know wow, that's um, really deifying him i can't believe they didn't even bother to do like a lamb of god kind of like joke at all like the band lamb of god <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly that like i was wondering, like this game needs more musical references <laughs> um yeah okay so well, sp oh, just speaking yeah. of musical references uh, i think i said this before off pod so um Something I noticed um, in the musical themes when um, things were going more down the path of like um, the uh, the relationship with Kay Catherine and like you know settling down and all that kind of stuff, there were um, like the death march was woven into the themes of the audio, yeah. which I don't know about as subtle as everything else in this <laughs> game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's true uh okay so i suppose I should we should we just quickly you know talk about the gameplay part of the the camera like what it feels like to play the game because there are parts in that game which 
when you are ever behind a block and you can't see where you're going and then you change direction midway through then you change back to go back the other way then you change back again and you've got to think okay stop hold the stick until okay no he's not going the right way okay hold and the then stick you the press other. x to get up and you just fall yeah this <laughs> it's i mean I, I don't remember what it was like in 2011 or whenever this game came out because um, you were such a such a young child at the time <laughs> Every time. <laughs> Every time, it's just so funny. Every single time. <laughs> I know, that's why I keep doing it. I am on the floor laughing right now, Kerry. Um, man, I could fill a whole podcast... Podcast? Podcast. It's the hardcore version. Podcast. A whole podcast <coughs> sort of uh, going on about the mechanics of this game, so you'll have to stop me if I start going too long, because I can't see a clock anywhere. But... Um, yeah, like one of the uh, like I, I was annotating my playthrough as I went, um, just sort of doing stream of consciousness notes, and one of the very first things that I wrote down was, "Holy shit! Like were games really like this?" <laughs> <laughs> um, but that was specifically in relation to the heavy-handedness of the tutorialization at the beginning of the um, oh, the block bits. What a which, tutorial! To, well, to start off with, it really pissed me off. But yeah. then after the first few bits, it made me realize that like they were probably being deliberately heavy-handed about it because if you paid careful attention to the way that what the voiceover was telling you the way that it was worded sorry which all one? of the which voiceover uh the so like the, the tutorial voiceover so isn't that uh steve whatever steve. that is yeah um, do you mean steve or like the deeper voice one the the deeper one where yeah. it was like in, in the, the guy that gives the you first... alcohol tips um when you drink oh uh, i love that a yeah. lot though <laughs> i learned so much <laughs> <laughs> that, that was that was the boss doing that VO, was it? No, I thought I completely from Just yeah. some random... Just I don't know random. if it was the same voice actor or not, but like, sheep. in level 1, 2, maybe 3, when you're learning the mechanics for the first time, um, and it sort of freezes the game and says, yes. do this. Um, one of the first ones uh, was, word for word, don't just push blocks around without thinking about it. They'll collapse and you can put yourself into an impossible situation. And that was the first time that I realized that the the wording of the tutorialization was actually another echoing of the themes of the game. Oh, and wow. so yeah, that's a good point. It wasn't just heavy-handed, here's how you play the game, idiot. Um, <laughs> it was using like every single thing in the game to sort of um, to sort of reinforce what the game was the game's sort of I guess core thesis. Um, another one from the tutorial was, don't think about it, just use it to your advantage. Um, which, you know. Wow. Alright. <laughs> Doesn't that, yeah, like, directly, what's the word, um, conflict with the, the one previously? It's like, don't just push blocks around willy-nilly, think about it. And then the next one is like, don't think about it, just do it. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Um, but yeah, it, like, it did like most things in the game sort of outstay its welcome just a little bit too much yeah the, um the thing that really irked me about the, the very the very first couple of um tutorials is you've got the voice from steve who's sort of being like the 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 voice of the familiar voice for you to latch onto, and they're sort of supporting you and then 
everything that Steve says is then iterated even clearer by that tutorial voice again. So it's like, oh, hey, you just got to push these blocks around, man. And then the guy's like, to push blocks, press the cross button. And then it's like, oh, let me do it. Yeah. Come on. Um, I did really like the um, the technique trading conversations, yeah. though, because yeah. that was... Uh, that was in a way just more tutorialization of the mechanics, but um, it was sort of woven into the game a little bit more seamlessly and sort yeah. of consumable at your leisure. Some uh, of them are so clever. Yeah, yeah. no, like, totally. And I think doing those things were really... Ha putting it that way so that they gave you more techniques as you went in is really important because they're introducing a whole new sort of puzzle before, you know? It's not mm. Tetris, you're not playing some different version of of some other puzzle game you've played before. They've, they've, this game has its own language and they had mm. to teach it to you. Yeah, and it also, like, it really speaks so to the depth of those mechanics as well, that, like, if you were just sort of left as the player to um, sort of discover those for yourself, you probably wouldn't. It's, yeah. you know, it'd be, it, it's, it's like chess or whatever, right? Like, chess has a fairly simple set of base mechanics, but you, there's all these like zillions of advanced ways that you could play it. Yeah. But if you just went to someone here play chess, you work it out for yourself. You're not going to work it all out. Mm. Sorry, did I interrupt you before? No, oh, I don't okay. know what I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, what you were saying before, Jeremy, about the controls, though, like... Yeah. It's just the, it's, the direction of movement that you are... Mm that you think you're going to do is almost never what you actually end up doing because of how quickly it snaps and it it doesn't give you a clear-cut way to get used to that yeah no. like like there's no i don't know like it, it it almost feels like left should be clockwise around the block and right should be like counterclockwise yes. or something like that like it, it shouldn't be based on what you are until you stop and then start again and yeah. then you go the wrong way every single thing in the game um you can like see why they would have made that decision except for that one thing yeah like and the that saves that uh, i don't know um that Sorry, i guess is that. probably more of a a uh, an artifact of the era that it was made in i guess um oh do you mean the no water series yeah right okay yeah um, I don't know. Where would you Where would you auto save though? Like, now. yeah. Oh, I died. <laughs> I lost so much progress. I don't know if Persona Five actually has auto save or not. <laughs> I, I don't what? Okay, so so like the only thing I can, the only reason I can think of them not including auto save is because I think they want you to give. They they want you to give the ability to go back and redo a section and do it differently, maybe. That's But you can access that from your phone. Totally. You You're like, like I don't mind if you can manually save. I mind if you have to manually save and there's a game over condition where you then have to load your save. Uh, rather than like, oh, you lost all your lives. Uh you have to start from the, the start of the level. Did anyone actually lose all their lives? Though? Yes. Really? Seriously? Like five times. Oh, I ended it with like 50. Yeah, I had yeah. like 99 at, at the end. I yeah. I didn't start on easy. I started on normal. Yeah. I finished, like, it, I've, I finished I've, it on normal. I've, yeah, I've played it on normal as well and I've always had an, <laughs> exit, an excess of lives. I was, I was, I couldn't handle it. You just it. suck, Kerry. Okay. I know, okay. I know. <laughs> that became very obvious. <laughs> okay, like, did you know that you can just pause and then restart from checkpoint? Yes. Okay. Did you ever do that? Yes. Oh. 
Did still you know uses was, a life. Did you know there was an undo move function? Yes. Okay. That was a great addition to the game, by the way. Yeah. Like, because like if I ever just made a dumb mistake, like, I just yep. pushed the wrong direction or whatever, the undo move saved me so often. I didn't know that was in there until playing the Rapunzel game, where it, like, made it really, really oh, it's obvious in to you. Um, yeah, yeah. Um... I, I don't know if that was in the actual regular game tutorial or, or if I missed it. Like, yeah. It's version okay. once because I didn't play the It's located. Right. Yeah, yeah I, I didn't start using it till about halfway through the game because God. I'd forgot that it How was How did you survive that long? Um, well, <laughs> I got all the way to level 5 without How? dying and then oh, level 5 um, is where it just hit me like that's, that. Is and that I lost, that's the ice level. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's the quad. And there was a, uh, I think it was like the beginning of the first level on level five. Um, I lost about a dozen lives in a row. Yeah. And I'm like, oh shit. Okay. The game just got serious. Yeah. <laughs> like the, that, that ice level in particular was the first time I like, because there's a moment where like throughout most of the, like the beginning part of the game, I'm like. I don't really know what I'm doing. I'm kind of just winging it. Yeah. And then when the ice level came along, I remember specifically thinking, "Okay, I get the game now. Like I am. Yeah. Like I'm now methodically thinking about what I'm pushing. Mm. I'm making stairs. I'm 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 setting up what like um, just continuations for me to get through this level mm. in a way which I was like, okay, like I'm really super invested. Yeah. And no. that that was that swap around I mentioned earlier from getting excited about oh, yeah. the story that that was when i started getting really excited about going back to the gameplay yeah i yeah. think level i think that was my favorite level followed by my least favorite level because um, <laughs> i got i got to the clock tower and then it got to the point where i was like just hurry up just get me to the anime come on hurry up <laughs> who's the boss of the clock tower uh, uh, baby, is with that baby chainsaw. chainsaw. Yeah, baby, baby with a chainsaw <laughs> fucked me so much. It was just uh, so annoying. Daddy, I, oh I, my God. definitely one of the bits that I laughed most during this game was where, in just the like the matter of fact monotone voice at the beginning of the game, <laughs> the, baby with chainsaw has appeared. Yeah, like, it's the killer. It's Try not, not to die. Like, oh, <laughs> the baby with a chainsaw is a killer. Okay, that's my favorite. Every time it said that, it's the killer. Do not die. It's yeah. like, no fucking shit. <laughs> but I like how that was the exact same, like, line recording for every single level in the game. Yeah. So it kind of went through this arc of, like, in the first level, um, when the killer is this sort of more amorphous, mysterious, just pair of hands. And it's you're like... fists of grudge. <laughs> yeah. But um, it just, out of nowhere, matter, matter of factly goes, it's the killer. Don't die. Yeah. And you're like, it's the killer. What? What's going on? And then by the end of the game, it's like, you know, there's these over-the-top monsters, and it's like, matter-of-factly going, it's the killer, don't die. And you're yeah. like, yeah, no kidding. It reminds <laughs> me of um, tram announcements, where it's like, oh, no, is it only standing room? Make sure to hold on. It's like, <laughs> thanks, tram. <laughs> now arriving. Fists of grudge. What, what did you guys think of the, the monster that's literally just a butt? Yes, the, well, the only the way I can think to uh, describe that is just like miscellaneous orifice monster. Oh, yeah, it just sounds like orgasm. Well, it's, I mean, it's clearly like, um, it, it embodies Vincent's like fear of women because he's like, yeah. Yeah. he's literally being chased by like female body parts. And yeah, when C Cthulhu talks about like when he wakes up about doing like different stuff, <laughs> wink face. Is, that, like, is oh that, my that that same? God. <laughs> yeah. Oh wow. 
It's just so... This game's good. <laughs> there are eyeballs on ass cheeks with a tongue coming. It's just so, like... And it's climbing legs first. Who designed yeah. that? I want to meet them and like, check their head. <laughs> it looks like a Dark Souls... Um, yes. If that was in Dark Souls, I would play Dark Souls. <laughs> the gaping dragon. Okay, fuck. Um, <laughs> you you wanted like what was everyone's favorite boss? Okay, baby uh, with a chainsaw. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I, I think my favorite part about that was just like, hey, look, baby's back, and it's got a chainsaw. <laughs> it's just so like, yeah, all right, cool. I'm I'm with you. I sort yeah. of I liked the bosses towards the end that sort of floated around a bit more instead of following you up from the bottom. Mm. Um, do you mean favorite in terms of me- mechanics or you, like just overall like like one when, when you beat the boss I was like yeah that was good like it wasn't right, like okay. it wasn't bullshit yeah, I think I'd have to say the shadow of Vincent but a close second is fists of grudge based solely on the name <laughs> yeah June oh, it's um, the killer so I'm just trying to remember what, what they were um, yeah. yeah I do like the shadow of Vincent and I, I think I like uh, or, or so there's Fist of Grudge, yep. Fist of Grudge. Thomas Martin, yeah. Immoral Beast, Catherine. Yep. Uh, as in Catherine. Yep. Um, Doom's Bride, which is Catherine. Um, Shadow Chancellor. The Child. Yeah. Kay oh, Catherine right. is there twice, right? No. No. Well, she's oh, she's got the hands. Oh, that's that's what the Fist of Grudge yeah. are. Yeah. It's yeah. Like the they're same they're implied to be. And her. she's got the fork as well. Yeah. I think honestly, I like the Fist of Grudge because like it has Fist the whole like. Grudge. Oh, well, there that also way. wasn't that much to it mechanically. Yeah. Like, yeah, that was there, the first boss. There was a few at the end that really pissed me off. Like, um, the the uh, lightning coming down from the sky. We, yes, the one that pissed me off That's the most was um, was a few. The incarnation of Thomas Mutton when he had the like pistol. Oh, the gun. Yeah. And and it would just like nail bits of the like it. It was almost unavoidable at some points where yeah. you're just like, oh, well, I'm just dead now. And and as well as him having the, the, like, shot at you horizontally as well, there was just these meteors coming down. Oh, at, and, the, at the end, which, yeah. Which one's the one that changes all the blocks different? Makes all the blocks different? Is that Thomas uh, the, one? Yeah. 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 Okay, yeah. I did like that as well. That was clever, although I never found that it... I, I found it almost meaningless... Although all those blocks were changing, and I hardly ever either needed to use them, or they they rarely affected me. Yeah, yeah, the only time it ever affected me was when it was a bomb, and I'm like, oh fuck, it's gonna just like collapse half the stuff around me. Yeah, yeah. half know. the time though, like most of, yeah, you're right. Most of the time it was kind of incidental, and uh, most of the times that it wasn't incidental, it was actually a good thing because you're yeah. like, oh sweet, a spring. Yeah, and you yeah. can just like yeah. skip half the level. <laughs> I I always stood on those mystery boxes in that last section because <laughs> I was like. You a spring? Yes! Are you a spring? No. You? Yes. Yes! Um, One thing that I think was a slight misstep in the, like, delivery of the mechanics was um, those mystery boxes appeared um, one level before you were told explicitly about the monster blocks. Yeah. And yeah. monster blocks could appear in the mystery blocks. So oh, they would show up and you're like, what the f- That's what is this? Point. That's a good point. Yeah, like, I remember seeing a bunch of blocks with, like, faces on it. Yeah. And, like, I was, like, I couldn't tell if it did anything, because yeah. I don't think they actually moved as the thing. Like, because, like, the monster block can move, but yeah. the ones before they introduced it, I don't think actually moved. They might have just been dead ones. Or you might have yeah. moved yeah. on too quickly Yeah, ma- maybe I did, but I remember thinking, like, it's kind of weird. Mm. What you were going to say? I was just going to say, the, the Amaral base one was cool as well. It makes you go backwards. Like reverse. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was a pain. But oh, it was... that... I actually thought that was a bug. 
Because, <laughs> well, not a bug. I thought it was just the controls being shithouse. Totally. Um, it took me about... Shithouse. Yeah. And because they they are, and I know I keep going back to this, but it's by far the worst thing in the game. <laughs> yeah. um, it took me about two or three goes before I realised it was the effect of the boss. Yeah. And it wasn't just... Because the controls are backwards when you're hanging. <laughs> yeah. Like, not just... Yeah, what you said before was 100% should have been like left and right correspond to clockwise and anti-clockwise. Yeah. I cannot comprehend the decision that was made to have two different control schemes. One being if you are holding down the, the button the whole time, it'll do one thing. And then if you let go and then hold down, it does something different. Yeah, the same like, button does something different. Yeah, There's... No good ever came from that. Like no. most of the time, I died. It was because I was wrestling with that. Totally, and because the because the the movement and the mechanics is so grid based, a lot of the time you're you're tapping the button to move. Yeah, exactly. Because it's like, all right, yeah. I want to try this. I want to try this. I want to try this. I want. You're doing it deliberately. Other yeah. times when you got a straight run, obviously you can hold it. But um, it wasn't uncommon for me to get on the cusp where it would change directions, and I'd be pressing the same button and just going left, right, left, yeah. right, left, right, left, right. Yeah. The, the thing that I did, I, I managed to keep taking it one step further where you're like going tap, 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 and then he's bouncing back and forth. And then you're like, oh, that's right. It switches. I got to do it backwards. But then I would do it exactly off set yeah. by one and then, and then <laughs> Go keep the going way. in the wrong direction. And like, uh, yeah. Yeah, totally. I think the other thing that annoyed me with that kind of movement control was, um, it's just left my mind. I, I can I can riff on something here. Yeah, go ahead. Think about I'm it. trying to remember what I was just about to say. Um, I got used to it, but the spike traps are far too fast. Oh, but like sometimes, sometimes like you'll get hit by them and die. And other times you won't. There's yeah, like totally. No, I feel like sometimes yeah. I like I would have definitely I've definitely made that in the past. I don't know why yeah. I just died. Like hmm. it, it seemed very. I don't know, what, strange arbitrary? sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Like, the thing the thing that got me is that I was gonna bring that up actually. I just. A lot of the times, I would, like I was saying before, I'd be doing those button presses, and because you had to either step off that block instantly or, or you were dead, if you weren't holding down the button to get off the block, that was exactly you it. were ruined, you were done. Yeah. And it was like, even even although I pressed it, I was like, there were so many times where I was like, why didn't you get off the block? I yeah. pressed mm. the button. Did, Why uh, did, did uh, you hold? Did you use the D pad or did you all use the, th- the thumbstick? D pad, D pad, because I was using the thumbstick. Why? Uh, no, you because you need the display oh, no, like, movement. Yeah, like I was using the like I started using the D pad and then yeah. I, I went back to the thumbstick because oh, really? like I like I, I enjoyed it way more with the thumbstick. Oh, that's huh. good. It definitely with the with the trap blocks. Like I found towards the end of the game, once I was getting sort of like you know into the groove and just sort of playing it second nature. I found myself when the trap blocks were something that I had to traverse, stopping for a moment and planning four or five steps ahead so yeah, that mm-hmm. I could just hold down the trigger and know that I was going to make it across them. Totally. Yeah. I, I think what that needed in that context is it needed you to press R1 to rotate. Like, to press R1 and then all of a sudden you're not going to step off the block and you're just going to look in the direction or something. Because, like, oh. like, like in, instead of just being, like, you know... Uh, oh. Like it, it, instead of being a quick tap to turn or a long tap to move, yeah, it, yeah. It, it was just too imprecise for me to go through trap blocks. If I'm trying to like, if I have to go up like a, a spiral staircase of of spikes, yeah, then I need to make sure I'm hold pressing, hold pressing, hold pressing, hold pressing, yeah, in a way which was like 
you know, like I was just timing it in a way which didn't feel good. Yeah. And so I, I feel like if I was going to, like if I needed to rotate, it would have been better for me just to have a, a button which is like, okay, you're in spinning mode, now you're in moving mode. Totally. I don't know if this was intended gameplay or not, but like I found myself, if I needed to clear a bunch of trap blocks, instead of trying to like make sure that the traversal was seamless, just sort of like jump on top of it and then hang, uh, and then yeah. stand on it safely, and then jump on top of it and then hang. Yeah, yeah. That's always what I do if there was like a flat bed of them. Mm. I I I just run along all of them and then jump off. Yeah. Um, I think that's pretty much everything with the gameplay, unless anyone has any other pressing things. Um, no, I feel no, like... probably not. I mean. I'll probably think of ten dozen things after we've stopped recording, but the the, the, the controls is the thing I needed to talk about the most. Yeah, totally. Like, what the hell were they thinking? I know. <laughs> there was only one thing which I thought was actually really, really funny was when I was doing a section where there was lightning coming down from the yeah. sky, and I remember thinking, like, I was in a section which didn't have a checkpoint for a long time, and I'm yeah. like, where the fuck is the checkpoint? <laughs> so I, like, tilted the camera up to see if I could see it, and the yeah. lightning came down and shot me. <laughs> like, like, completely off screen. I was like, eh, well, fuck, it's my own fucking fault. Um, Actually, you've just reminded me of something. So I got... I got stuck in the clock tower with a bunch of lives, and I was stuck doing the first level in the clock tower on normal for so long, I actually had to quit and go make dinner. I w and I was so fed up with it. Like, I messaged you guys. I was like, I'm so close to throwing a controller. Like, I, I was, I was, it was really getting to me. And of course, I came back at the end and I blitzed it the next time I did it. But um, point being, um, there was a problem when I got the checkpoint in the first one because that was the first level where it introduces bomb blocks. And when you get the checkpoint in that level, the bombs that you've stood on, their fuse is part of the checkpoint. Right. So I didn't know this yet, and it turns out I think that's why they have the option for you to either start from the beginning or yeah. start from the checkpoint. But I was fucking myself from the start of that checkpoint every time because of the bomb blocks I'd already triggered. Right. And so when I started fresh again on that level, you're already fucked. No, no. What I'm saying is, after yeah, I gave up on it and came back to it and started from the beginning, right? Yeah, I knew coming up to that checkpoint, I was like, all right, I only need to, I need to only press one of these or only this one or something like that, and then it was fine. I didn't even die yeah. in that level once. Right, okay. I just ruined myself. I found that uh, to be a bit of a general rule, actually. Like, if I was stuck on a level and it was taking me like a dozen goes or something. I would like get up and go and like do something for five seconds to sort of refresh my brain. Like, turn it yeah. on and then, and turn it off again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you come back and you just like cane through it in one mm. go. Yeah. I needed to do that more. It got to a point at like seven o'clock and I was just like <laughs> It was just too much, I couldn't handle it. Um so should we talk kind of about the metaphors and like the the the, the Freedom order scale. Do you want to take mm. a break or what are we uh, going to do? I mean, we've, we've only been going for 22 minutes um, yeah. since the last break. Uh, so we're all right. Um, there's actually something I do want to talk about specifically um, is Vincent himself uh, because I was doing research and I saw. Uh, yeah, reading. Um, <laughs> and uh, I saw that Vincent is actually based off someone. Um, not so much. Well, like. So, As in not just an archetype, but a person. Yes, like someone specifically also named Vincent. Oh, um, cool. uh, an actor and a director, I'm pretty sure. Like, if someone who's, who's made movies. 
um, someone named Vincent Gallo, who did a movie called Buffalo 66 um, and a few other movies, but is really a very aloof kind of guy, like really weird. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, so Vincent in Catherine is specifically based on Vincent Gallo in the film Buffalo 66. Like he's got the same, like he looks like, he, like the anime version looks like a character of is this something yeah. Atlas has come out and said uh, explicitly, or has it been assumed by the audience? I, I'm pretty sure the character designer mentioned it. Okay. Um, that's what I read. F- like that was my reading from it from an article um, that the character designer brought it up. Um, and so I started reading about Vincent Gallo, and I found this article from 1996 or 97 um, when Buffalo 66 was coming out. So Buffalo 66 is a movie about a man who kidnaps a girl to then take her to his parents' place to brag about how good his life is. And I'm, I'm like, I haven't seen the movie. I was going to watch it, but I didn't have enough time. And the only way for him to get someone to do that is to kidnap them. Yes. Because um, his life is like, his, his, love, his life is a mess, but he wants his, like he wants to fool his family or whatever. And the... Uh, apparently the movie is fairly autobiographical but he didn't actually kidnap anyone Um, but it was like the movie was about like sticking it to his parents like is what he is what he said um, because he has a very bad relationship with his parents Um, so like and so I pulled two excerpts from this interview with Vincent about this movie Um, one of them being uh, about his past relationships where he says there were just a couple of girls that I had that were actual girlfriends in my life the only time I had that yes that I've had that were actual girlfriends in my life the only time I ever really had feelings for a girl and allowed myself to have feelings without being protective was at a very early age like nine years old as a teenager the only girls I dated I dated only for sex so that they were usually uninteresting or unattractive or unpleasant but easy to manipulate into sex I didn't know what it was like to have sexual relationship with someone who I had any kind of privacy with or affection for until my until I was in my early 20s and for the first time it happened I was so shocked by those feelings that I immediately married the girl oh my god um wow like, I mean like the name of the name of the article is Vincent Gallo mad bad and dangerous to know um written by Michael Sanders for uh Dazed and Confused magazine uh, wow. can you drop a link to that in the um, yes yeah like yeah. I, I'll, I'll definitely link to the um to the article in the description <laughs> The other, I don't know if I want to read it. <laughs> like, like the, the other is actually really interesting because it's one of those like, he's a really messed up dude. Sounds it. <laughs> um, the other major like this was the part that really stuck out to me. One of the, one of the questions was, "What's your dream for the future?" Vincent replied with, "I don't want to sound like a, some corny jerk, you know, but my dream is for the future that I just wish everything could stay exactly the same the way it is right now. You know, I just feel really happy right now. So more of the same." Yeah, he said. Which is almost Vincent's exact like yeah. stance at the very beginning. Why of the do things have that, to change? Yeah, that one quote lends so much context to yeah. playing through that game. Yeah. I, like, and I thought that was really interesting because I didn't know that this game had any sort of bearing on, like, like on on actual people, for example. Yeah, I mean, um, I I just assumed it was making universal statements and yeah. like fairly good, uh, which it is. I mean, like it's. Um, it's trying to touch on things that everyone can relate to in one way or another. Yeah. Mm. There was one time, uh, I think it was when 
uh, Vincent got the call from Steve and he hangs up and he's and he's and he starts talking to himself for a bit. He's like, Alright, I'll I'll break up with Catherine. And but the first thing he says in that thing is like, What does everybody want with me? Yeah. And I'm like, Yeah, no, that's fair. Cause this is a pretty messed up week for you right now. <laughs> like yeah. as entitled as you are, like you've got a pretty weird set of circumstances going on. Yeah. Hmm. Wow, that's really interesting. Yeah, like I was it was very, very surprising to say that. So least. how did you come across that? Like, um, I mean, like, I, like I, I saw in one article that it was based on Vincent Gallo, then right. I started searching about Vincent Gallo, and I started looking at Buffalo 66, and I was going to rent it, um, and then, yeah, and, like, then I saw that article, and I went, this is, like, the, the article comes out at the same time that movie's coming out, which makes me really think that at, someone at least read that article at some yeah. point because of, like, the, the way, like, what he says, and it's tied to the movie at the time like it's tied to that specific movie which the character's design is based off so it's all mm. linked in some form or another. i'm not exactly sure in what way mm. interesting um yeah so should we talk about i guess the should we keep talking about characters or should we talk about the themes and stuff because like, that kind I mean, of it seems like a good segue to flow into the, that stuff um yeah. i really want to talk about the the scale and the, and the decisions and the endings and stuff yeah like that. um that that kind of threw me a little bit um because like i guess this is something that you get trained a little bit to assume as someone who consumes a lot of video games that those yeah. kind of like you know um those uh binary decision making mechanics boil down to good or bad or yeah, however totally. however the game wants to like uh you know name good yeah, or bad address it. And but, yeah it was it was it, it reminded me of the time of infamous which is which was all about that mm. mass effect which so yeah. paragon renegade yeah. you know it's all re- blue red good bad exactly you know? The Mass Effect was the example I was going to use. Like, it doesn't use the words good and bad, but mm. it is. And so, like, I was playing the game with that kind of, like, assumption set up in my mind, and it wasn't until, like, really close to the end of the game, for me anyway, that the realisation kicked in that the game was actually um, portraying the two ends of this meter as chaotic and peaceful. Um, yeah. And it, it was... It was sort of... It's almost like it couldn't decide what it wanted to do with that. And, like, yeah. in some ways, it was making that directly mirror the good-bad dichotomy. But also, in other ways, it totally, totally wasn't. Like, some of the questions it made you ask... Uh, sorry, answer. There's no way you could boil that down to which is the good answer and which is the bad answer. Yeah. Totally. The, the one in particular that I wrote down was, like, would you rather kiss a beautiful corpse... Or a cephalopod-like alien. Whoa. And I'm like, which is the good one? (laughs) I don't know. Which one is the order? (laughs) Yeah. You know what it reminds me of, now that that you've said that, like they couldn't decide? Yeah. It reminds, um, because when the L.A. Noir remaster came out earlier this year, um, they renamed all of the um, prompts for when you wanted to, because originally it was like, uh, truth, doubt, or lie. But originally it was meant to be like, good cop, 
evidence bad cop or something like mm-hmm. that and now well, it's... In, in, intimidate or interrogate or something yeah exactly uh, oh I, i've got in my mind one of them was accuse was one of the options accuse or am i thinking yeah no game? i think that sounds right and, yeah. and and they've got new ones again for what for the re-release version that, that came out this year is right. that still there I mean, all of the options still do the same thing. They're just called something else. But is that still there? I don't think it's still called that. <laughs> What's the point? I, I know. They, they, they killed the meme. Point! They killed the meme. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it reminds me of that, where, like, they had this system in there, and it served some sort of yeah. function, and it was maybe under a different name for a while. It makes me wonder why they only revealed it to you at the end, where it was where yeah. the, it was part of that golden playhouse like debrief at the end, where it was like, oh, by the way, did you figure out what the scale was? It was like, they say no, it, I they didn't! S- they say it at the start. Do they? Yeah, they Freaking say, say Lauren L- 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 Chaos or something like that. Do they? Absolutely. Oh, wow. the, the one thing I do remember them saying at the beginning of the game was like, um, they, they go out of their way to make it explicit, like they do with everything, but they're like, just pick the answer that you would feel natural picking. Don't yeah. try, don't try and game the system. Don't uh, just say whatever you feel. And the first time I played through this game, I did. I just like, um, you know, I, I took it fairly breezily, and I, I, I did sort of just answer whatever I honestly thought the answer would be. And I finished that first playthrough almost dead center on the thing. And got a really forgettable ending. I can't remember which of the zillion endings I got the first time around. Yeah. So this time around, I didn't go into it with a particular goal, but the first decision-making moment happened before I was ready. Like, it didn't, like, signpost itself in any way. Mm. And I picked something just sort of offhandedly, and I went ka-chunk towards the red. And I'm like, fuck it, all right, we're going for an all-red playthrough. <laughs> <laughs> and... <laughs> And sort of made that decision there and then. And even though I was deliberately trying to pick all red, there was at least half a dozen moments where yeah. I, I like I, I sat there thinking about it and like oh, <laughs> I don't know, man. And then it would like go in the blue direction. I'm like, God damn it! I know. Well, kissing a beautiful so many... corpse is a lawfully good thing to do. <laughs> there were so many times where I was talking to a sheep on one of those plateaus, and the option was like. It was like, um, this is an extreme example, but there was one like this where it was like, well, uh, or the other option was like, uh, well. Yeah. <laughs> and then when you pick, uh, well, Vincent actually says, well, uh, yeah. and it goes the other way to what you think it's going. It's like, why yeah. is that even related to this scale right now? Also, for the record, Kissing mm-hmm. the Beautiful Corpse was the red option. Kissing the, like, cephalopodic alien was the blue option. Is that in question, Shane? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, aliens over necrophilia. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I get, well, there's a, at least it's... some chance of perpetuating the species. I don't know. A, a species? Um, <laughs> a new species? Yeah. Um, can't remember where I was going with that. End of thought. Oh, it's just that the, all of the, the, the scale questions oh. were arbitrary. Yeah, um, something I, talking about the, the um, questions at the end in the um, confessional, um, I'm curious, I, I don't have my PS3 connected to the internet at home, so I was playing offline. Oh. Did anyone play online? Yeah, no, I did. Okay, so th- your, um, your pie charts at the end of each level, they would have been based on actual playthrough data yep it was everyone's first playthrough yeah the issue with that is it's everyone's first playthrough so like if you play offline it says the men and women thing right yeah 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 so like i had mine off halfway through 
<laughs> so could sorry, could you explain that a bit more? Yeah, so that's what I'm gonna do. So um, so I had it off halfway through, like off the off the internet offline, and oh, um, it has it has like uh, everyone's data, and if it can separate into men and women, mm, okay. like what men picked and what women picked, and that is so interesting. Yeah, it's so right. interesting to look at how it changes. So is that I, based off of old data or like testing um, data? Or? I I didn't have a chance to look it up, but my assumption is because like they they would want to have some data there for um, t- to be consumable by even the very first person who ever plays the video game, yeah. right? And so I'm guessing they must have done like sorry. Imagine being the second. (laughs) Everything would just be completely hundred percent. I'm guessing for the offline data, um, they probably did some sort of survey or something, and then just like you know, like a family feud type survey where they just uh, chucked it out to however many people gathered their data and then put that in um, in case Mm. you had to play offline or whatever. And yes, you're right. It was incredibly interesting seeing the end results. One thing I noticed about it was that. all but about three or four of them, like it, it let you view the data broken down by male response and female response. And in almost all cases, they were almost exactly the same. Um, there was a couple though where they were like wildly, wildly different. And it didn't matter if it was like majority blue or majority red, um, there was still like basically the same breakdown across male and female. Um, and then, yeah, and then I put my PlayStation online because I couldn't remember what it was like and I thought it would save my data from my old playthroughs but my data wasn't on the PlayStation for some reason so it had the first time data I was like well that's really worrying now I'm just going to turn it off and get the male female one again because it was much yeah much right. so what yeah. does it show you when you're playing online it, it says it, it shows you the blue red response it gives you the little legend and it makes the pie chart um and it's, it just shows you what other people said for the first their first playthrough right yeah so yeah it's got an asterisk an asterisk next to every pie chart that says based on first time playthrough which data. which sucks right there because this is my fourth playthrough and I was not picking it based on what I would choose I yeah, was picking yeah. it on trying to get it in the middle so like and everyone's first playthrough was almost exactly what you would expect mm. like you would expect most people to do whatever the good option is yeah and then there's probably about a quarter of people who are doing deliberately bad options yeah so it was, it was like very rarely interesting honestly it, it was mostly like half half within like five or ten percent difference or quarter three quarters okay because yeah most of the offline ones were in the quarter three quarter ballpark right Right. um (laughs) interestingly i well i wrote it down because it was interesting to me on the corpse alien question (laughs) three quarters of all people both male and female chose to pick the corpse chose to kiss the corpse three quarters Uh, Kiss the, right, okay. Kiss the yeah. corpse, really? <laughs> yeah. Like, I was going to say, I guess they're grossed out by the alien, and I, and I thought that I was like, like kissing a corpse isn't gross? <laughs> like, I don't know, you could at least oh. think of it as an inanimate object. What a weird question. Yeah. It, beautiful, though. <laughs> a beautiful corpse. Yeah. Um, yeah, so like, I think one of the other reasons why you're kind of primed to think of that meter as being good-bad is because like, Absolutely all of the other imagery you're assaulted with from moment one is um, setting you up to think of these things in that kind of way as well. One or the other. Um, Yeah. Like, when, uh, like, I kind of mentioned before that, like, there's nothing subtle in this game. So, even on the title screen, where you can sort of, um, you know, you can see Catherine and Catherine... 
and Vincent is there on Kay Catherine's side of the screen, chained to the thing she's sitting on with barbed wire. Yeah, he's all and, bloody. Yeah. Um, Fucking love that like, it, imagery, by the way. It's so good. Yeah. It's so vibrant. It's um, so cool. But, like, it, it goes even further. It's in her character design as well. Like, she's got chains all over her yeah. outfit yeah, no, as that's well. Yeah, that's a good point. And th- so her being the sort of, like, grounded and, like, you know, dull colour palette, um, mm, yeah. dull everything, like... Also you know, very covered. It Yeah, exactly. The, the sort of more conservative, grounded side of things. Really good outfits then, also. Yes. <laughs> On Sea Catherine's side of things, um, not only is she the opposite of all that, there's a lot more colour in her character design. Yeah. She's a lot less conservative in her outfit and all that kind of her stuff. Her hair's really, but, like, bizarre, like well, sort of Princess Leia hair and stuff like that. Or yeah. sheep horns. Like, um, Good one. It, yeah. so, like, she she echoes the, the, the dreamy side of things that, um, you know, his, his whole conflict is between, like, being grounded and, and being... Like living in a fantasy, yeah, yeah, and and the the sheep are emblematic of that fantasy because you know dream world counting sheep all that kind of stuff. I mean that's not even left for you to work out yourself. Yeah, they the, say the, that. The boss Did you know says that? It, yeah, count, like, why you count sheep? Like, come <laughs> on, man. Um, and then he just walks away as if anyone ever asked him that question. Like, I remember thinking that, like, because I'd never spoken to him before that section. Like, I yeah. just never spoken to him because yeah. I always thought he was there to order drinks. Was that the time when Vincent said? Put the drink down and walk away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was, I was like, what the fuck did he just say? Like, who are you? There, there was one thing... Okay, so... Yeah, I, I was under the impression that the, the guy giving the tips about um, the drinks and stuff was the same voice as the boss. I guess it wasn't, but... Yeah, it was so coherent. There was one thing that was said that um, I found interesting and not obvious in the over-the-top, hit-you-over-the-face with um, imagery and, and, and like, metaphor and stuff like that that I didn't know that I thought was kind of interesting. It's somewhere in my massive pile of notes here, but I can't find it immediately, so I'll probably get the wording wrong. But when he was describing one of the cocktails, because um, I, I just got the same drink every single night, so I got, I got all of the info about rum and coke <laughs> and none of the info about any of the other drinks... And on the last night, I think it is, where he's giving you info about cocktails, he um, tells you about a cocktail that um, doesn't get mixed, it's layered, and he's the like... rainbow one. Yeah, yeah, I can't remember what it's called, it's, I wrote it down somewhere. Um, the recipe too. And <laughs> No, but I am going to look it up because it sounded good. Yeah. But he's like, you know, uh, part of the appeal of ordering a cocktail like this where you know you're not sure if you, how to drink it because if you mix it together then you lose the effect of the cocktail but if you drink it layer by layer then you're not getting the flavor of the cocktail and he's like you know the appeal is the agony of indecision i think is the way that it was worded so it's that was awful. the uh, well I, but it's you can see that that's another yeah. thing that they've layered in that like echoes the themes of the game throughout it the agony of indecision is a big part of what keeps recurring. So that was, I think of all the really on-the-nose stuff that they hit you over the head with, that was the one where I was like, that's actually interesting. Yeah, yeah. like, all the others are basically like, hey, you know you got big decisions to make, right? Like, yeah. it's so, like, 
like, yes, yeah. I know. <laughs> I've been doing it through the whole game. It's okay. I wanted to point out and sort of just dive into a little bit because I really don't understand it. So I just, I guess I just want to bring it up and sort of talk about it. There's a lot of, um, you know, we're talking about that sort of um, one or the other decision making that you're mm. kind of made to do that's kind of framing most of the, the choices in this game. There's also a lot of times in the, the confessional screen is made up of love hearts and an alternating combination of the male and mm. female signs. Everything in the game is made up of a combination of male and female yeah. symbols. Yeah. Even, Absolutely everything. Even that, like, the logo of the game that's like a, a pink and black um, silhouette oh, yeah. of Catherine, yeah. like, split down the middle. Yeah. And, like, one side has the female symbol and the other has the male symbol, and one's, like, more realistic and curvy and the other one's more symbolistic. And so, like, the, the obvious example is, like, her eyes, like, really wide on the symbol side and, mm. like... Yeah. Um, well, the, that's both Catherine's on that symbol. It's... Is it both Catherine's? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was like uh, on see Catherine like as you see her, and then like weird like devil satanic symbol Catherine. No, the what? other side is K Catherine. Oh. Um, but though, yeah, those symbols show up everywhere. I, at first, I thought there was meaning to where they showed up because like your score at the end of each yeah. uh, the the symbol you get is like the male symbol so yeah. i was sort of interpreting that as your score is kind of measuring your your virility and your maleness and your 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 manitude <laughs> but um but then i noticed they were absolutely everywhere including and this is one of my favorite visuals in the game um that that kind of like um dream warpy post process um effect that's kind of at the corners oh yeah yeah, um, yeah that if you look at it closely that isn't just noise that's also got male and female symbols right. in it oh, as well really? yeah, yeah. Um, it did tend to be all over the backgrounds in the dream yeah. sequences as well yeah. like making up the walls and stuff um and even uh, boss when he takes his sunglasses yes. off his irises are so uh Sorry, his pupils are um, male and female yeah. symbols yeah. as well. It's just I, everywhere. I don't understand why they use it so ubiquitously, though. Like, uh, I, it, it seems really like why would they have in that in that symbol with the two Catherines? Why is one on one side and one on the other? Where, like, what's the what is the symbolism there meant to mean if it's not male and female? I I can only assume it sort of transcended subtlety and just went into the realm of everything else in this game guess what this game's about the dynamics between men and women so you better be aware of the fact that there's men and women everywhere <laughs> men guess. and women smash you over the face <laughs> there are men and women in this video game yeah, I guess subtle so. as a sledgehammer not yeah and also showing its age you know no no talk of um uh relationships that aren't hetero and no talk of genders that aren't male or female or I sexes mean, I, that aren't I, apart from the bad take on yeah Erica. we're gonna talk about erica yeah, yeah we, we will yeah yeah let's um the drink is called and i am too scared to pronounce it so i'll give it to you to pronounce um oh yeah um that's right he, it was called a mapoose cafe um <laughs> pardon yeah i know right um Poos? it's spelled is that like a cat cafe yeah. <laughs> yeah, you just you, you layer all these kittens into yeah. a glass, and you got to make sure you don't mix them up. You just put the glass yeah. out, then the kittens jump inside of it. Though. <laughs> yeah, it's spelled P O U S S E dash cafe. Moose, moose. 
Yeah, I guess like moose, yeah. But with a P? I don't know. Poose. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, right, okay, I suppose we should talk about Erica, but first I think we need to take another break. I agree. Okay. Yes. Harry. <laughs> the sound of the coughing means we are back. Going <laughs> through her transition, there is a uh, a lot of loaded kind of uh, lines and jokes made at the expense of it, which was bad. Well, yeah. So Erica, I think, is like a good honestly, character. A, yeah, like a character with a lot of heart. Yeah, totally, and sense, and and. The voice you know, of reason still sort of fits into that same binary. There's literally problem. no reason why they had to do this. No, there is. It's it's in there as a punchline, as a. Joke. It's literally yeah. she she's there as a uh, as a side joke character, I guess. Yeah. But she also has like could be. Her. She has sustenance. Yeah, totally. Like her, her um, her lines and her stuff like that. Like I think her voice of reason, sort of nature as a character helps the story a bit, um, instead of just these four idiots sitting around the table. Um, unfortunately, she does start falling into that same sort of woman category of, you know, looking after the boys and, you know, stuff like that. But her being trans is something that doesn't need to be there. It's there as... It's just there as a joke, basically. Yeah. It's, 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 it's there as a punchline in the wedding scene where... Um, yeah, and it's part of... Is it Tony? Who's the... Toby. Toby. Yeah. It, 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 um, Toby's there as, like, the young, naive boy in G- the group. Gonna lose my V-card! Exactly. And he's, and he's um, you know, in love with Erica, apparently, and then... By the way, who wouldn't be? Yeah, right. <laughs> well, she was, hands down, my favourite character in the game. Yeah, like, she, get, she was the most well-rounded. Like, everyone else was so one-dimensional. Uh, especially, like... Um, oh, I guess with the exception of Orlando, like Vincent's posse. Yeah, I couldn't even remember the name of Johnny. He's such know, a non-character. <laughs> yeah, he's like he's Dude's just a dying. guy to sit in a chair. He has no personality. You make me so sad. It... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but like Erica's the only well-rounded character in the game. I thought anyway. Yeah, no, I um, totally agree. Or at least the the one that was most believable as a person. Like Un- until um. Vincent grows a spine at the end and is finally oh, yeah. talking sense to the people where he's actually where he stops lying and he's like, oh yeah, I'm sorry, this was going weird for a while. I am weird. That is, that's a shame. I'm sorry. Where he actually, you know, speaks words. <laughs> and, and like the bit when he's talking to Boss and then Erica's like, man, when did Vincent get so badass? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, he's still a dipshit. He like, is still he's a dipshit. still a dipshit. Um, but yeah, no, the... The thing that got me, we watched um, all of the endings before we started the recording, and there's the the very the the Catherine the K Catherine good ending. Uh, true ending. True ending. Sorry, um, which is where she says yes immediately to the proposal, and they have a wedding in the straight in, sheet. Straight sheet. Thank you. Um, that's where the sort of punchline of um, Erica's status is, which is. Um, 
um, Toby's like, oh, I'm uh, Vincent's so lucky. Why can't I be that lucky? And Erica like puts her arms around him and is like, it's okay. You'll always have me, sweet pea. And he's like, oh, don't, you know, let go of me. They told me they used to call you Eric at school, and that's not funny. And and she's and I want my V card back. Yeah, yeah, that's he what he says. says. I want my V card back. And and she's there laughing at him because of herself, and everyone else is laughing at him because of Erica, because he had sex with a trans woman. Like, yeah. that's just not all right. It was very like, it was used as shock. You know. Which is also leads into the what possibly we don't know because it's not yet, but what could possibly happen with Catherine's whole body, um, which, which is, is the, the remastered version. Yeah, which which is like it's it's almost like a redux, honestly, yeah. because it's like it's the it's the game, but they're introducing a new character called Rin, and from all of the promotional material and everything, there's a high chance that Rin is a trans character. And there's a lot of allusions to Vincent being shocked by that, like as if that's like they're gonna make it another joke. Well, like, or or at least they're gonna make it like the surprise in the end, like oh, she's trans, yeah. and Vincent's gonna be oh my god, well, guys, you already did that and it was awful. And yeah, I hated mm. you for it. Why are you doing it again? Does it honestly seem out of place in this game though? Like, I'm not saying that it's okay or anything like no, that, no. but it's. It is consistent with the rest of the, like, yeah. just face-slappingly stupid shit in this game. Totally. Because it's like, so conservative and traditional. The, the sort of... The, the, the moral values that they espouse from at least the Kay Catherine sort of side and settling down and whether you cheat or not and what like, makes a good wife and stuff like that. Like, yeah, I mean, it's not, it's not just using, like, um, like, someone who's trans as a punchline. It's... It's also using, like, men and women as a punchline as well. Mm. Like, every man is a doofus and every woman is a, you know, a, a stern, like, you know, bitch who's chain. gonna, like, yeah, ball and chain. Yeah, who's, like, who's, who's gonna whip the whip the men into shape so that they're not yeah, useless. exactly. So, I mean, it's... And Erica even does that, like, because she's the only voice of reason in this game, but she's also put in the role of the... Uh, like caretaker sort of well like like the caretaker but I mean even her actual job as being a barmaid she's getting him drinks throughout the entire game like like, like and also looking after them calling them cabs yeah like you know like oh checking I, like, on them when they go to leave yeah like you know like are you gonna go home do you want me to call you a cab and like you even you can go up to boss who owns the bar who is behind the bar and he's never the one that gives you the drink it's always Erica and you like call her over um and it's just like stereotypes upon stereotypes in a way which is like like they go all the way with it yeah yeah but it's... did they have to no they didn't have no to. like there was th there were ways to tell that story in a way which you know still alluded to the idea of you know like fragile masculinity and de dealing like dealing with the differences between men and women but not in a way which was like let's boil it down to like the worst versions of all of this that's true but as we've already established like nothing about this game is subtle so no no in a way it might have, it, it would have been like it, noticeably it out of place if yeah. they did something nuanced and considered yeah because yeah I mean, nothing else is maybe maybe they're introducing that third character in this version this is a massive amount of 
doubt benefiting. But um, <laughs> maybe they are introducing this character because they looked at the content of this game and were like, hey, this is not 2011 anymore. And even then, that kind of isn't necessarily good enough for 2011. Like, we we might need to do something about this because the world is moving past where this game's values lie. Big doubt. Yeah. I don't know. know. I need to. I I I hope. I honestly don't think that is the case. And and I think it's even going to be more of a, like, culture shock when it comes out and it's like... It's just I, I just I can't see it flying like it's I totally... like they they made these sort of jokes in Persona Four and stuff right with um, I, I'm pretty sure what's I, like what's I, his character's name I don't remember his name um, there's a gay character in Persona Four and they're constantly making jokes about it yeah um, and yeah. being like no I'm not attracted to you like oh boys and, and um, once again like he was him and Teddy were yeah. like my mo- like my favorite characters in that entire game that actually that and Chie um because Chie is the best wife but uh, <laughs> yeah like it's yeah, like it's almost like when they. I don't know what they're doing. I don't know if they. Atlas know. just aren't good at this. <laughs> no, and. <laughs> and they shouldn't try. They should stay away from it. Like, I don't trust them and no one trusts them. Yeah, and. And they surely must know that by now, right? Because even, even just the stuff with Erica is. And, and it's a shame me... because a lot of games don't have trans characters. And Atlas Company, who I'm like, yeah, maybe you should stay away from it, are the ones who are like actively doing it. And like. It, you know, while I don't think they're going to do it well, them making a trans character and a love interest in a game like Catherine, which is all about love and about, or, or at least about lust and love and the different forms of and attraction. And yeah, that. like that is still like a major thing for them to do. <laughs> I just can't see them sticking the landing at all. No, no, neither can I. It's It's such a shame because. She's, I feel like they're going to introduce her and she's going to be like a, a joke character. It's like, haha, you can do this route if you want. Yeah, like maybe... But you'll be having sex with a trans woman. Ha-ha. <laughs> yeah, totally. It's just the same the same plotline as Toby, except you get to experience it as well. Great. Like, I don't know. I Playing this game and seeing this, I'm like... I didn't think it could feel as dated as it did. Even, like, I looked at it and I was like, oh, visuals are a little meh. Some of it, it's really well stylized, but I was like, meh, visuals are a little low. But then, also when... Picks now, please. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but then, you just see it all throughout. It makes you realise that, at least for me, like, my view of the world has changed a lot since this game came out. And I think a lot of people's views of the world have changed. And... This game's coming out in... Like, even if they were just remastering it as is and they weren't adding an additional character, I would still be very worried because I don't feel like this content being freshly released into a 2018 public... I mean, as it, at least in the sort of groups that I associate with, I don't think it's going to be acceptable. Like, content in terms of... But the, the funny thing is, though, like, this game um, is really popular in vision novel communities and mm-hmm. a lot of vision novel communities are LGBT. That's a good point, yeah. And um, so, like, you know, it has a big cult following because of that. And, yeah. and, and I think that, um, I don't know where I was going with this. Um, the idea of inclusion. Yeah. In well, a, well, like, uh, the, the, the idea of I- including some minorities which are very attracted to a game like this and then not doing it in a way. I think what, I think what I'm trying to say is people enjoy it because it has more than just what they fucked up. 
That's true. And people mm. that identify as trans and stuff are still capable of enjoying it if you can say that, like, look at it critically and be like, this was not okay about it. Yeah, no, that, that's a good and point. And I feel like people, like, I'm still going to buy it, and I love Catherine a lot, mm. but I can still be like, this was not okay. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I'm super interested how they're going to introduce it, too, because, like, the two Catherines are so intertwined. Like, I'm curious how a third one is even going to fit in a, like... In, in a, yeah, like a binary how, scale. Well, like, like, not even in a binary scale, but just in a, like, story, like, is it gonna... Like, is, like... Is it just gonna be, like, stapled on? How much, yeah. new, how much new story are they gonna Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, how, how, how different is the story gonna be? Like, it's gonna have to be reasonably different to mm. shoe on a whole new character in that. Yeah, yeah, like, it reminds me of when they remade Bulletstorm and they introduced Duke Nukem into Bulletstorm, which was really weird. Like, it was done as a joke because the entire game is exactly the same except Duke is talking to the main characters and then the others are just completely ignoring Duke Nukem. <laughs> and also, what's this new character going to represent? Because, like, the one of the, like, core things about this game, right, is, like, the, the, the dichotomy between the real and the grounded and the mundane and the, 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 the fantastic and the, the dream-like, you know, fantasy... Uh, I mean, Catherine is literally uh, Catherine C. Catherine is a succubus. Yes. Like, she's not real. Um, she's there to, um, like, Lure. elucidate and accentuate the failings of man. Mm. Um, and, like, what the hell angle would this new character be mm. coming at that point from? Yeah, no. Yeah. I, we're just going to have to wait and see, I guess, on this one. I think you make a good point, June, that it, it's important to um, to say that while this game has flaws, it can still be very well enjoyed, and that, that's something that I, that I often forget. Um, yeah. Like, uh, I think like my main worry is that they're going to fetish, fetish, fetishize Rin in a way which is just going to be like so bad, but mm. like I'm almost treating it like a David Cage game <laughs> where it's like you are going to take on topics which not many people take on and I certainly don't trust you to take them on but I am curious as all hell to find out what the fuck you're actually going to try and say Yeah, and how much of it is going to get lost in just failings and how much of it is actually going to land um, well I mean the way I see this game in general I guess is that like you know you you can enjoy and get quite a lot out of just dumb shit. Like, mm. not everything has to be, you know, nuanced and, like, you know, the greatest work of fiction. Like, people people read pulp paperback novels and people eat, like, block cake as a snack. Like, pe people... You're hating on block cake? <laughs> <laughs> My point is, like, um, it's... I, I think part of the appeal is how um like understandable it is by the lowest common denominator i guess but it also does sort of span the entire gamut of having a little bit of subtlety in there but also like you know at the other end of the spectrum at the end of the thing when the what's her name um afro uh, trisha yeah when she's like did you notice the, the the subtle themes in this game? So it does kind of like I don't know. 
I think not everything necessarily has to be the most poignant and um, uh, like world changingly um, perfect piece of art or fiction. Yeah. Yeah, and no, that's a good point. Hopefully, mm. it's just much better than what they did with Erica. Yeah. 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 <laughs> we'll see when it comes out, I guess. Yeah, maybe we'll do a, a little follow up. Um, yeah. On that note, though, what was everyone's favorite character? Erica, by far. Yeah. Uh, I also like. Fists of Grudge. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> with a chainsaw. I also liked the sheep that was, well, the, the sheep slash man that was always at the bar on the far left who had the uh, vest. Justin, the, uh, the journalist. journalist. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I liked his little story. Yeah, no, that was... That was... Oh, really? Uh, uh, his died, girlfriend yes. His girlfriend committed suicide because of him, apparently. No, not his like, girlfriend. It was, it was someone he wrote a story on. Yeah. Oh, right. The, he, yeah, so he, he, he wrote was... a story about this um, up-and-coming ballerina that had had a lot of troubles with her life and was getting through them to become a ballerina and mm. um, his story made her successful and then got a lot of hate or she got a lot of hate and then the fans killed her family and then she killed herself oh yeah. shit I didn't yeah. catch all of that detail <laughs> yeah no it was messed up and so yeah, that's why he's fucked up about yeah, it yeah 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 like I liked his at least the ending of how he was gonna keep writing again you know like, like and he kind of he, he got through that whole thing and then got back to being in a place where he was comfortable with himself at least and then I guess he just died yeah. um yeah there's a lot of annoying loose ends in, with this game with a lot of those characters I think like I don't think they all needed to die um <laughs> no it was yeah. just it was I think that was just so that yeah Johnny and Orlando didn't have to <laughs> um yeah Carrie and June you didn't answer that question favorite character uh I mean I think mine is Erica as well um yeah, no one. I don't really feel like anyone else is that likable. <laughs> um, you don't like random friend that Vincent saw in a bar that from primary school who Daniel. Vincent didn't remember and then was being really awful. No, yeah, he had, he had but, a good like when he was a sheep. He was pretty. He was. He had a good story there. I don't remember him as a sheep. Oh, he was just talking about how he had to break he, up with Anna, but yeah, also like, how he was adopted. To, and he, towards the end of the stages, he he got sort of like, I want to live for myself and not for other people. And like that okay. kind of stuff which is I felt mm. really bad for Anna in that relationship yeah yeah and it was the way I will say this is just you just jogged my memory some of the dialogue in this game is pretty top notch like mm. some of the conversations that um, Vincent has with Orlando is they're really well put together where mm. I was legitimately just sitting there laughing yeah. at the way they were talking like, like to each other like on the toilet and stuff like that yeah it's totally like, I'm getting you the toilet paper just <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah the one that I think the one that got me was um oh no I don't remember very clearly now it was something about why um Catherine wasn't Orlando's type um which Catherine uh see Catherine cause I think he was asking about the picture and Vincent was like cause she's my type or something I don't know it was just all put together it wasn't it wasn't like meaningful or anything yeah but it engaged me it well it felt natural it felt like they were two people who knew each other yeah exactly that, that and was that's, probably... that's not necessarily easy yeah and it was probably the only thing about vincent's character that felt believable to be honest or at least i don't know not not trite and cartoonish yeah 
yeah like the conversations like they had their own meanings which like you know you don't necessarily know but they all get what they mean by vincent's type or something yeah yeah um yeah like it was supernatural and i think a lot of that also came from the delivery of the dialogue supernatural, supernatural. supernatural. <laughs> catherine's dialogue was supernatural <laughs> Um, but like a lot of it was from the delivery like was just so I mean like Atlas's voice acting is nearly always so good like I remember playing mm-hmm. Persona 4 for the first time thinking like this is some of the best voice acting I've ever heard in any game yeah um, totally and like there's so I said this before when, before we started as well but like there is an incredible amount of voice acting done in this so game much oh yeah especially so when you much. consider like, that every conversation could be going a different way depending on where you are in the scale yeah, of the whole game I'd love to know how much alternate content is in this game mm. what I suspect is that like because throughout a lot of the um, the sort of non-hand animated cutscene dialogue so all of the 3D stuff yeah um there's frequent sections where it will pop up with the meter on the screen mm. and sort of like show you where you are on the meter and then Vincent will respond. So I'm, I'm pretty sure each one of those is signaling that like that's a point that uh, a point of divergence within yeah. the content of the game. That's like a scale and, check. Yeah, exactly. And I do wonder if like if the only difference is just the line that Vincent delivers and then the and rest then of it would on. be identical yeah. or if there is a bit of forking. Um, I mean, at the very least, there's eight endings, and um, the the ending that I got on this playthrough, the one where I went, all right, fuck it, I'm going all red, the the demon ending, that went for about two hours. Like, <laughs> that was the most ludicrously long ending. We were watching it before. It's just a joke. This whole thing is a joke. It's so fucking good. <laughs> it's it is literally just a joke. They, they've gotten um the like one of half the like the best voice actors to do it so like laura bailey is Catherine. yeah and laura Which bailey one? did secret yeah um and did like you know a whole bunch of games a whole bunch of anime yeah, like she's in so fucking yeah much. um and yeah. troy baker is vincent yeah, yeah. he did a great did, job uh, like you know avengers and shit um i mean being troy baker's done everything yeah like bioshock yeah. last of us yeah like arkham um yeah, no, <laughs> totally. The voice, even even Johnny and Orlando and Erica, like it was, it was really well done. Mm. I, the, <laughs> sorry, no, my, you go. My favorite bit of uh, voice acting in the whole game. Um, and, and did you know Erica like, and Trisha are the same voice actor? Oh no, I didn't. Well, I can see yeah. that. Go on. Um, in the Rapunzel game, when you get up to the tower, when you actually oh, like, get into say. Rapunzel's window. Like the prince goes, yeah, and then love hearts start coming out the window. <laughs> was that, that Vincent saying yeah? Because he won. Well, I I don't know, maybe, but it yeah. sounded like like the way it was timed, like you climb yeah, up totally. a rope and then you hear this like really just over the top <laughs> deep voiced yeah, and then love hearts start pouring out the window. Um, do you know who voiced Boss? I'll have a look. Mister Mutton. I will say it was sort of disappointing that the whole game was based around, you know, Catherine. Or Catherine's. To the um, name, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> what did you expect? Yeah, I don't know what you were expecting. No, I'm, I'm saying up to a certain point, and then it was actually like, oh, these men were behind it all. They're the, the real boss. It was like, oh, man, why couldn't it have just been... Why did it have to be, like, the the... That Catherine was like the the deputy of the 
of the real bad guy is the deputy <laughs> well, of the I, real I bad guy. I mean, like, because it's it's latching into the, like, the the mythological setup of uh, a succubus, right? So yeah. it's like, um, you can't really go back and change mythology. Yeah, no, that's true. I just, I, I guess I just wished that Catherine was a bit more one-dimensional than that. Like, Seathrin, rather, that with, um, C-3PO was more one-dimensional than, um, just like, I am here to sex you good, so that you... <laughs> I haven't seen that stuff. Stop <laughs> sex... <laughs> Is that in the last I, <laughs> Yeah, it's in the extended cut. Right, okay. I think what bothered me more was just the fact that she was supernatural. Like, yeah. I, I, I would be Wait, interested... What supernatural and, are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, actually supernatural, okay. one word. Like, when that realisation first kicked in, I'm like, oh, really? I mean, I, yeah. I feel like you could have told a much more compelling story if the whole thing was grounded in reality without mm. having to defer to you know like she was the, made the, to be lusted yeah by, exactly by like the, the, the man was led astray by like oh it wasn't his fault it was magic I yeah like, oh, right, <laughs> i mean whatever. like aside from that part but i feel like that's part of Catherine's charm though it's just so over the top and stupid and yeah. and everything that it mm. makes it it's i don't know makes yeah it more. and i think without that the dreams wouldn't have made any sense mm. and like it was that was a good setting to sort of have those moments of i think you could have relied on the dreams being purely metaphor rather than uh, yeah. turning the story down the direction of like the dreams actually being a real thing that was actually happening in the fiction of the world mm. Mm. like i didn't mind that as much but i think yeah like going on the point of it's almost like by the end of the game i mean like he still does but in a way he's kind of at ease with his actions throughout cheating because of the way that he like the the, the, the way Catherine succulent 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 you're not wrong <laughs> what's the word succulent just say succulent the way the, the, the way succulent was designed to take him astray because he wasn't going to basically breed kind of reduced his personal guilt in a way which I, like I felt kind of made him not take complete responsibility for his actions yes. and, and then it, it kind of lessened the impact of the like of what it was originally trying to say with like you know this guy's a piece of shit because 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 now it's on see-through exactly it was a total cop-out yeah. it was like it was a get out of jail free card yeah. like oh, I wasn't real cheating I was just led yeah. astray. Like, like she's not even real. Yeah. Like, and I was like, it's, well, it's not real cheating if she's a demon. Yeah. The the thing I like about that though is like the there's only two good endings where where Vincent is forgiven, and there's nine endings in that game, and only two of them he ends up with Catherine. Yeah. Like, yeah. What the rest? The rest he either fucking goes to space, marries Catherine, or like. I don't know, it doesn't end up with anyone lives alone in their life. Like, yeah, watches yeah. wrestling in a bath the rest yeah. of his life. Like, I got the one where he just gets rejected yeah. by, like... That's, I think that's the one that most people get normally, because mm. you do end up in the middle a lot of the time. Yeah, so. and, like, that was honestly my... That was the ending I'm really glad I got, because, yeah. like, that was the one where I was like, yeah, Vincent got exactly what he deserved, yeah. which is neither of them. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think maybe that's why they put that ending as, like, the main ending, because, like, that's how it maybe should have always have gone yeah like, that's what well, the is, true ending should have yeah. been yeah. um i do want to say which he, is why it's called the true uh 
True Good ending. I think it's called, which is, anyway, go on. Yeah. Sorry, I was just going to say that when he is talking to um, Kay Catherine, uh, he says, it may not have actually happened, but in my head I was cheating, and I'm sorry. He does actually say that. Um, so he says, even although it wasn't actually happening, like, for me it was, yeah. and yeah. for that I'm sorry. That then raises uh, the question, which might be um, too nuanced for this game, but yeah. it, it maybe it was probably deliberate. It raises the question then of, like, where where does that line get drawn? Like, if if it was just entirely in his head, and he's like, well, that counts as cheating. Like, could you hypothetically have no interaction with another human being and purely through constructs in your own mind consider yourself cheating? If you watch porn, are you cheating? Like, <laughs> what, how about this? If you buy, if you have a virtual reality headset with, like, room tracking... Go on. <laughs> <laughs> and you buy, like, a program that's not just, like, um, you know, Sex Scenario 101, but is, like, here's this character that you can develop a relationship with. Is that cheating? Well, okay, I'll go you one better. You can't just get software for that. You can get hardware for that. Yes, totally. And then that, like, integrates with the software. Mm. Yeah. But... Just out of curiosity, what's that called? <laughs> <laughs> but like, like, that, like, they literally are... So, one of the confessional questions, which I wrote down, because it was the first confessional question which I thought wasn't fucking stupid, <laughs> was, what is more cheating, an emotional tryst or a physical fling? Oh, I and didn't get that one. Like, There's so many. I never got a repeat. Th- yeah. That was one of the first ones where I, would, like, I actually had to stop and think about it, which wasn't just like, yes or no, because it's just like, you know... If you kiss someone while in a relationship, is that cheating? And I'm like, yes. But, like, this was actually, like, what is more cheating? Um, which was interesting because it already presumed that both of them are. Mm. Um, but it gave you two different versions of its own presumption, which I thought was kind of interesting. Um, and, yeah, like, I think... I don't know, like, it's... It, it's not something that I think, you know, this game ever intended or even needed to, like, have a definite answer for. Um, but it was one of those things where it totally... It, it almost undercut itself with the way it was, like... Because, like, a lot of the game is like, oh, I don't know how you ended up in my bed. I must have done it, and I feel really bad that I actually did it. Yeah. And at the end, it's like, oh, I didn't actually do it. I thought I was doing it, but I didn't actually do it. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, well, that's, that's a direction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's I. You kind of see that throughout a lot of the game. Actually, it was like almost like it, it was having a bit of an identity crisis the whole mm. way through. Like it couldn't decide what it was trying to say, even though it was like it. It was like it was definitely saying it, and then it was like you know maybe something else as well. And you're like, what are you trying to get at? Yeah, I have a couple of little very little like things that I've written down here yeah. um, I, I sort of touched on it before when I was talking about how frustrated I was when I was you know not progressing and had lives and all that stuff I, I don't understand why this game has lives and I could do without the scoring system personally I think I mean and maybe that's just because I'm not really that into the block puzzle um, sort of mechanic past 
doing something gamey to get to the next point. Like, I'm not really interested in that much as sort of a puzzle mechanic. Mm. Um, but the live system was just was so unnecessary. Why was it in there? Why was it possible to make a, a game over state in that game? Especially because, like, you know, like we were saying, like, I, I always end up with, like, 99 lives. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah, you're, either, like... you're either crushing it or you're crushed. <laughs> I started a boss with two lives a Holy couple shit. of times. Yeah, I totally agree. The lives are an absolute anachronism that they could do away with. Mm. But um, I like I, the scores. Yeah, to be honest. I, I'm definitely one of those people who like will go back and try and like three star or gold trophy everything. So I kind of liked the fact that it had the gold, silver, bronze trophies. Okay. Um, the, having a number tied to that, unless it actually went through, because. When I heard that there was a space ending, and then um, sort of paying attention to the the futuristic element throughout the entire game, and noticing the conversations about needing this many credits or whatever, I thought maybe that was going to be tied into that, and you'd have to actually. I wanted like, that as well. Yeah, that'd and, be cool. Yeah, yeah, and so like I was I was going all out this time to try and collect all of the coins to see if it had some sort of mechanical influence. And it didn't. It was just a, a, just a, a, a rating. Did you guys which... ever use the, use the coins to buy items? Sure I, I didn't. No. Never did. <laughs> because the first time it gets brought up, it mentions that if you buy stuff, it'll have a negative impact on yeah. your rating. Yeah. So I deliberately didn't for that reason. Yeah, me too. And they were expensive. Mm. Were they? Like 6,000, 9,000? Especially, you know, you can come across them on the levels anyway. Yeah, yeah. Like, I felt they were abundant enough that yeah. I didn't even need to go to the shop. On easy, they were everywhere. Yeah. And there was um, there was something else here. Oh, I kind I really liked the um, the reply system in the texts. Mm. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. It reminded me a lot of Emily is Away, um, but without the, like, physical typing to type out the sentences. But... Um, yeah, no, I really liked being able to sort of curate these messages with a bunch of different... Yeah, know, especially with words. the, like, audio cues that went with it, where, like, when you were deleting it, he was like, no, 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 no. Yeah. Or, oh, not like that, or that's not right, or whatever. Yeah, um, there's only three. <laughs> it, oh, I, I can't remember the exact, um, the exact lines of dialogue that he used. Mm. Something interesting that I did note straight off the bat, though, to reinforce um, the two Catherine's characters, when you open up texts from K. Catherine... It comes with a sigh sound effect. Yeah, no, the and sound. C. Catherine oh, was really? a giggle sound effect. Yeah, yeah you open up the text that. and it's like, <laughs> and you're like, okay. Fine. And the other one's like, <sighs> it's yeah, it's kind of a giggle. And well, I was going to say a coquettish giggle because yeah. her email address is um, coquettish yes. cat yes. at something that you can't read because it's off the screen. Yeah. Um, I also so, like that whenever you look at her lewds in like the bathroom in <laughs> the thing, he's always like, holy shit, because she's so like completely perfectly figured in a way, which is like, it's just so fucking funny him like looking at like dirty pictures in the bathroom <laughs> of a bar, and he, when you open it up, he's like, oh, I can't look at this here. Yeah. <laughs> I, lo- I love, I always loved opening the image and he's like, what the hell am I doing? Yeah. <laughs> It was always weird, too, because whenever he was in the bathroom, it had that really, like, suspenseful music. So it was like... Well, did you ever wash your well, hands in the bathroom? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Why. Every time you wash your hands, you get that, um... You get that, like, premonition of the next night from Astora, mm. or whatever the name is. Um, so what really, what sure really bugged Astaroth. me... Um, sorry, what were you we saying? No, it was just stupid. Um, he sits down on the toilet with his pants up and the toilet seat up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I know that, that too. Most, I'm like, this is, is the, the worst. That is the most disturbing thing about yeah. this game. Wow. <laughs> Apart yeah. from the blatant transphobia. <laughs> yeah. 
And also, the UI in this game is so slick. Mm. Like, just when you go to talk to people and the and the pop-ups pop up above the sheep or the door or mm. the person you're going to talk to or the seat or the boss or the telly. Yeah, like, one of the things that I noted down here, it's, it's quite incidental, but it, it, does, it, it does sort of speak to that slickness of the UI. I really liked how, like, even just little things like the 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 talk to me dialogue would dim from pink to grey when they were exhausted of dialogue options. Yeah, no, that was just really, really clear and really simple. Mm. So you didn't need a you didn't need to mess around, which I really appreciated. I liked how the game was described as a romantic horror. <laughs> I, I don't know if anything else claims to be amongst Please, that genre. I want to play those. But... Yeah, I know. I, I want more it's romantic real, horror games. I mean, it's normally just that rom- that horrors have romance elements in them, right? Or romance has horrific elements. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, the other miscellaneous thing that I've noticed down here... I've noticed you have two notebooks. <laughs> one, this is my stream of consciousness notebook. This is my... Um, collating my thoughts in a way that I might be able to use sensibly on the podcast. Um, Did it work? uh, (laughs) Mixed results. Um, I noticed about halfway through the game that um, I I guess it was a little bit of a revelation about the way that we use language Hmm. and that in a relationship we we describe infidelity with the word cheating and... Right. the kind of implications that that has being portrayed in a video game. Yeah. I didn't have a particular point that I was getting to there, but... Well, I mean, that it... sort of makes sense with that um, that Shadow of Vincent staircase thing you were yeah. talking about before, how mm. that was cheating. It was. that. I, I still don't know how I feel about that. Like, <laughs> yeah. on the one hand, it's kind of awesome, but it also really pissed me off as yeah, well. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, yeah, I mean, what, what's, what's the sort of um, context behind cheating behind well, the, the concept of cheating it's, I, it's like taking the easy path and well instead of doing what you need to do well but like, cheating is having an unfair advantage and by going outside of the constructed yeah. rules of the 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 premise whether that premise is the is mm. a, a game or relationship um, yeah exactly and it in a way it's kind of like painting those two things with the same brush and suggesting that maybe like romantic relationships in a way are a game because you you know you're both taking your turns at like trying to come to some sort of uh goal that you're working towards i don't mm. know it just it was something that struck me playing this game anyway mm, yeah cool does anyone else have any thoughts june at all i think so Kerry. I am very tired. I finished this game at 4.30 last night. Shame. <laughs> um, I don't know. How do you normally wrap this up? Would, do, do, you recommend like the, do, do you recommend or not recommend the game to people? Yeah, I mean, yeah. usually we got, you know, like... Well, would, would you recommend the game, Shane? Absolutely. This is one of my favourite games of all time, and I would not have expected that to be the case before I played it. June? Yeah, no, same. Like, if someone asked me about, like, top five... Catherine would definitely be I think my perspective is a little different because I don't have any um, I didn't play this game before the podcast and because I've been moving for the last month I only got to start playing it literally about 
28 hours ago and it and i spent about 14 hours playing that game so um i think my, my impressions are slightly under duress i think um overall it's an interesting experience i think its values are dated i think its uh mechanics are deep and complex for those who want to go into them but for me it's a little bit too much it's sort of like a game like um Snakebird, which is a fascinating puzzle game that drives me insane and I don't want to download ever again, even <laughs> though I would love to complete it one day. What the fuck is Snakebird? Oh, it's dude. a really hard puzzle game. It's really good. If, uh, I, I, <laughs> I don't know if you like puzzle games or not. <laughs> it, it, <laughs> yeah, why not? So yeah, it 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 gets a it gets a thumbs up. Not much more than a thumbs up for me. Okay. Um yeah, I, I would recommend it. Um, I One of the few games which I think is paced almost perfectly, um, which is very hard to do with a game like this. Um, and I think they did a really good job of pacing it, um, especially the story. I think the story is paced perfectly, um, and the gameplay is just maybe like one or two missions too long, but that's such like a neither here nor there complaint because the story kind of makes up for the... Like, the story is just paced so, so, so well. Um, and you hadn't played it before this time either uh, I had played maybe an hour and a half or two maybe when, when it first came out okay. or like just to kind of see what it was like um, but that was back when PlayStation Plus was giving me games such as Red Dead Redemption and uh, yeah, well, yeah, I'm talking about Catherine sorry sorry, sorry Jeremy <laughs> and like you know Saints Row 3 and a bunch of other really great games all come like every single month so I didn't it's interesting to sort of hear that like from both Shane and I's perspective who both you know, played it through like real life, kind of kind of like real life experiences compared to people like you guys have haven't played it before. It's like mm. favorite games. It's alright. Like it's <laughs> yeah. very yeah. Um, I mean, like, like I'm more in the term of, well, like like not favorite, but like really really good. Like yeah. totally one of those like one of those games where when I finished, I was like, yep, I'm totally pretty much completely satisfied with everything there. Yeah, um, I reckon if I'd played this six or seven years ago when it came out, I would probably be really positive on it. I reckon it. I, probably just would have been really thought-provoking for me and I would have really appreciated it um but yeah no as my experience stands now it's a little different cool well um, I think that's pretty much it um you can follow our podcast on twitter at GameSpoilersPod. Kerry where can they find you on twitter I am at KJPalmer24 on twitter June where can they find you uh Junez J-U-N-E S-S twitter.com <laughs> <laughs> Shane where can they find you on twitter uh, at Shane does games or one word no punctuation or anything weird uh, and you can yeah. find me on twitter at Obi-Wan Jez Obi-Wan like the stuff I'm not going <laughs> to uh, you can find everything we do well you, you can listen to this podcast at gamespoilers.com um, and on every single a podcasting service if it's on one you like to listen to let me know on twitter or email us at gamespoilerspod at gmail.com and i will definitely add it to that podcasting service um uh, this podcast is presented by minimap.com.au a website which we will all be writing for at some point in our lives now that we have all stopped moving house yep um yes i was doing that <laughs> <laughs> Um, I just want to say thanks so much for having me on. Yeah, everyone. thanks for coming on, Shane. Oh, we really, for, really appreciate it. It was a blast. Um, thanks I for listening really to every it. episode. <laughs> oh, of course. Um, yeah, no, it was uh, great fun. Thanks for having me on. No, no pleasure. Thank you. And also, next game for next month is The Hollow Knight. 
Not the Hollow Knight. <laughs> Hollow Knight. Who? What development? Are we, are we all going to be playing it on Switch? Just a question. Probably. Probably. Like it's eighteen dollars, I think, on Switch. Yeah. Um, in Australia, it's on Steam and I think everything else. It's on sale. Why would you play it on Steam when you have the option to play it in bed? People, you not could, everyone owns a Switch. You could play it. It depends on how your Steam and bed setup is. It's true. Um, is Hollow Knight the first Australian game you're playing? Uh, yes. I can't yes, remember your whole back catalogue. Uh, well, Uncharted is an Australian. It, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Tacoma is and Pyre is and, and Hellblade is an Yeah, and Hellblade. Yeah, no, yeah. Cool. Oh, yes. Well. Um, I had no made, idea that game was Australian. Mm, yep. Made by Team Cherry from Adelaide. Adelaide yeah. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah, so follow us on Twitter and go to meaningup.com.au to see my article when I found out The Calling 2 was coming out. Anyway, thank you for listening. Um, Bye. See you next time. Bye, Bye, Mum. Bye, Mum. Hey. As always, a big thank you to Brad Francis for the use of his music in this podcast. Uh, You can find the link to his SoundCloud down below in the description if you'd like to listen to more.